KCISE. The Sportsman's Expo, coming January 11th through 14th to the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have... Simply a better dose. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nuggets. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson! And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right, thinks he's always right. James Manchester Merlot. And the man in the middle, he's a small man, but he's a good doctor. Attorney at flaw, makes some noise. Everybody up on your feet, no one sitting in your seat. It's time to meet Vic Lombardi! You know, it's going to take me about three or four months before I start to get the 2018 on all my emails. Well, it's not like you're in high school anymore where you had to put it at the top of your paper and it took forever to get it right. Overall thoughts of 2017. Welcome to the show. This is the Vic Lombardi Show along with H.W. Will Peterson. Uh, James Manchester Merillat. He'll join us again tomorrow. He's enjoying the rest of 2017. His calendar is off. Jesse Trujillo and Marty O, we got some new things that we're debuting on the show this morning. What are those new things, HW? Well, you know, we're going to start it here in just a couple minutes with yeah. big news right now. Uh, loyal listeners to this show will know that we have a lot of planned segments, but we're always trying to keep things fresh. So big news right now debuts today. The fact checker, fact checker debuts today. Um, have you ever seen, like, pardon, pardon the interruption, where they check the guys? Is that the one where there's that Italian guy that runs the show? Yes. Yeah. So Marty O is going to be our fact checker. Nice. Uh, we'll do airing of grievances at some point this week. Is that one of those Seinfeld references? Yeah, again? but it's like, you know, Vic, I know you like to vent, so it's going to be okay. you venting. Uh, and a couple more. So uh, shout out to Mark Springer and the guys for getting all this together. But you know what? It's 2018. 
We want to freshen things up and uh, keep people happy. Well, on that note, it's still dark outside. Traffic has returned to the Mile High City. I noticed that on my drive-in. Let's kick things off with our brand new segment, Big News Right Now. What headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Are you leading this thing? You can lead it if you want. I mean, seriously, Vic, the big news is that Vance Joseph is still employed, and he chucked a bunch of employees under the bus to remain employed. You're Vic Lombardi. What do you know? Fill us in, and then we'll get to some sound that you got from the locker room from C.J. Anderson and Shelby Harris. You just assume that Vance Joseph did the chucking. Vance Joseph made in the the calling, but not necessarily the decision-making. How do you know those decisions didn't come from above? Decisions that said, essentially, here's what you need to do to clean up your staff and save your job. My indication is Dove Valley wasn't necessarily Vance Joseph going scorched earth on his staff. It was a mutual joint decision. How many people who have Super Bowl rings got fired yesterday, Vic? Well, Eric Studisville, Ike Tolbert, those are two. Uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, but Von Miller's coach, Fred, is it Pajak? I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. But Von went to bat for that guy, and then they fired him. He was Von's coach when Von played out of his mind for four straight games yeah. and brought this city Super Bowl 50. I mean, if you're Vance Joseph, Vic, that's a gutsy move to go into John Elway's office and tell him, let's fire this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy so I can keep my job. Again, y- your assumption is that Vance Joseph went into Elway's office and made recommendations of who to fire. How do you know that's the case? How do you know it wasn't the other way around? I wasn't a fly on the wall, but Vic, if someone came to you and said, um, hey Vic, in order to keep your job, we're going to have to fire Marty, Jesse, Will, Manchester, Mark, and Dan, you wouldn't say, okay, that's fine. Sure I would. Hell yeah. <laughs> Next. All right, let's, real quick, let's, real quick, let's hear... From Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris, Jesse, post-game with Vic Lombardi because I think guys like Shelby Harris saved Vance Joseph's job. I stand with Vance. I stand with all these coaches. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be here, so I stand with all these coaches regardless. Is everybody on that same page? Yeah. Ask anyone. What about you? You think you want Vance today? Like, of course. We're all here. The season's on us. It has nothing to do with Vance. The season is on us. He ain't lying. What was your reaction being in that locker room Sunday night? That the players went out of their way to campaign for their head coach's job. Now, I don't know how far that campaign actually went. I do know this. The night before that game, Vance Joseph, it seemed to me, Adam Schefter doesn't throw much stuff on the wall. So when Adam Schefter reports that the Broncos are looking and is likely to remove Vance Joseph... You assume that's going to happen. Somewhere between Saturday night and Sunday night, things changed. And I think one of the things that changed is I don't think Elway expected the players to be that, well, that emotional about their head coach. And they were. They were emotional. It wasn't just talk, right? I've been around long enough to know when guys talk. Guys were emotional in support of Vance Joseph. Well, and Vic, you joined Ryan Harris and myself on the Orange and Blue preview on Sunday. I was in for Nate Kreckman, who was on Baby Watch and was a little under the weather. I mean, Ryan and I spent two hours talking about how Vance Joseph was going to get fired because, again, as you and I both know, 
You, you just said it. Adam Schefter doesn't make stuff up. Why did John Elway need to sleep on this? What was that about, Vic? Seems like he's very capricious uh, these days, and mind changes often. And perhaps there was an alternative coach he had in mind who alerted him that he wasn't taking the job. That is the only thing that comes to mind. See, it, it's it's one thing to fire a coach. You better have somebody else in mind. You're not going to go into the offseason doing this nationwide search. Let's see what we can find. Because you don't know what you're going to find. If you're going to fire, you better be ready to hire. And I don't think they were ready to hire. By the way, Eric on the text line who I met at the Nuggets game, shout out to Eric and his father, says, who cares what Shelby Harris thinks? Uh, Eric, they only won five games this year, and one of the five was because of Shelby Harris. You remember the blocked field goal in week one. So, uh, sorry, dude. That's the state of the Broncos right now. Let's move on, Jesse, to C.J. Anderson, who had a meltdown on Twitter yesterday. Here he is post game with Vic Lombardi. That's on us. That's on players. You know, I highly put myself on that. You know, just just not doing enough. Just not doing enough. You know, it's the same way with Mike McCoy. So it's just just on us not doing enough. And, you know, us as players, um, you know, we put all our coaches. It ain't just BJ. All our coaches. And um, excuse my language. Situations. So it's on us. He later went on to post on Twitter last night. As soon as the word came down, Eric Studisville was let go. That's bull. Ooh. Yeah. So CJ's played his last game as a Bronco, right? I don't know. You never know. I mean, his, guys, his dead cap money is zero, Vic. I, I get it. But you never, I, like I told you regarding Vance Joseph, I will not be surprised over anything. I'm not going to jump to these conclusions on who stays and who goes because I didn't think Eric Studisville would go. He went. I didn't think Ty Tolbert would go. He went. Now, there are some other guys, the Jeff Davidson firing, the offensive line coach. I saw that coming. I mean, Brock Olivo going. I mean, is anybody surprised there, really? No. So there, there are some dismissals that surprise no one. Again, the head coach stays. The assistant coach is let go thus far. They may not be done yet. Just really? That. They may not be done yet. So they sent a press release last night that they've fired six. And you, Vic Lombardi, are confident saying at 7.09 a.m. they may not be done yet. They may not be done yet. Wow. Just remember that. All right, Um, this is the big news right now. We have more. We are Denver's all-sports station. We have more that happened over the weekend. Jesse, we were all there. Let's go to what happened with the Nuggets on Saturday night against the 76ers. Second free throw. That one's good. It's a three-point game again. Simmons looks in, gets it into Bayless. Bayless is trapped in the corner. Denver's not fouling. Throws out of it over to Sarich. Now in the front court, Covington's got a breakaway. Dunk! And that's the ball game. I guarantee you Jared Bayless called timeout over there in the corner. That's why Gary Harris is upset. He, he called a timeout, and they didn't grant it to him. That's Cause and Earl Boinkins on the call. Did Vic. you just call him Boinkins again? Yeah, that's how I pronounce his name. Boinkins. What happened Saturday? I was there. You were there. Uh, meltdown by the Nuggets. The most disappointing, in my eyes, loss of the season. I feel both like we said that a lot. Away. I know, but it was. Uh, coming off the the run, they, they beat Portland in Portland. They won at Golden State. They had a chance to beat Minnesota. And then they just come home and blah. That's what it was. Blah. You know, we'll have Michael Malone coming up at 7.45. I was there, Vic, and admittedly it was it was more of a social night. And they were up 14. I was feeling great, and I was talking to my buddies. Ah, the Nuggets are going to win. Next thing I know, they're down six. I mean... Wait, you, you were feeling great? 
Yeah, you, right. you could feel great on a social night whether they're up 14 or down 14 if it's a social night. But you understand what I'm saying. I yes. thought they were going to win the basketball game. Yes. That is my point. All right, we'll close with some happy news. The Avalanche had a monster weekend at the Pepsi Center. Johnson with a shot saved by Halak again. Halak made a body save, a massive score! Mattiello on a great feed from the near side. By Carl Soderberg. And the Avs have taken a 2-0 lead. Nieto got his blade on it. Right through the outstretched body of Ryan Pollock. What Man. a weekend. I tell you, did the fireworks occur before the game or after <laughs> the game? Because they were, I watched a little bit about that, that game on New Year's Eve. They couldn't stop scoring. Vic, what did I sit here and tell you on Friday they needed to do? Score. And Win. get, and get four points. Yeah, they got them. They got all four points. Yeah. Guess where they stand right now. They are three out of a playoff spot with two in hand. Keep it up. I'm really proud of the Avs, man. The Nuggets Saturday was frustrating, but the Avs, we've talked about it. They're in the midst of this long homestand. They laid an egg against Arizona, but they've bounced back in a big way. Beating Toronto in OT on Friday was awesome. And then, like you said, fireworks Sunday, both during the game and after the game. Frustrated by the Nuggets, but still have faith in them. Very, very proud of the apps. I like that. Get all the big stories out of the way in that first segment. Sort of set the table, the menu of what's in store for the rest of the show. Obviously, we're going to go into more detail about the Broncos, the coaching situation, what the players had to say. More moves to come. John Elway meeting with the media today at 11 a.m. along with Vance Joseph. We'll be there for that. On this show, man, we are jam-packed. Michael Malone at 745. Akeem Tlaib, as he left the locker room, by the way, I go, Keep, what do you got? He goes, don't worry, Vic. Let's save it for Tuesday when we do radio. You know what's funny? I, and I'm wondering if that's the last time he leaves the Broncos locker room. Yeah, I texted Keeb yesterday. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Had to send the follow-up text. Finally got back to me, and I'm like, whew. Keeb, you haven't flaked on me all year. Please don't start now. So we will talk to Keeb at 8.15. 8.15 to Keeb to leave Jeff Legwald in the 9 o'clock hour, correct? Yeah, he can't make it down here today because it's such a big day at Dove Valley, but we'll talk to him at 9.15 on the phone. We are loaded here on the Vic Lombardi Show in more ways than one. Our piping hot takes coming up next. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up Tuesday on Kreckman and Harris, Nate Kreckman should be a father by now, and the Broncos season has finally come to an end. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Now it's Nuggets and Avalanche, and boy, I'm excited both teams can make the playoffs. Let's talk about good things. Let's talk about the great things. It's 2018. It's Kreckman and Harris, Tuesday, 3 to 6. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude. 950. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. This is Jan. Congratulations. You've just won our raffle. That's what it's like at Toyotathon. Toyotathon? Yeah, our biggest event of the year. We still have incredible deals like low APR financing and low lease offers on our amazing vehicles. But it all ends January 2nd. I still have 10,511 calls remaining. Better be quick. 
Well done. Congratulations. Now get in before the deals are gone. During Toyota Thought, get 1.9% APR financing for 72 months on a new 2018 Corolla with $1,471 per thousand borrowed. Or get $1,000 cash back on Corolla. Offers end December 4th. Visit Toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. APR and approved credit from Toyota Financial Services. Cashback savings from TMS USA Inc. Does not include college grad or military rebate. Offers may vary by region. See participating dealer for details. Offers end December 4th, 2017. Test drive any of Toyota's eight all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive vehicles like 4Runner, RAV4, Highlander, or Tacoma. Only at your hometown Toyota stores. Toyota, let's go places. Wonder what the outrageously energizing experience of Mountain Dew Kickstart is like? Well, it's like a combo of three awesome things. Dew, juice, and caffeine rebooting your entire personal operating system. Mountain Dew Kickstart is in position for consumption. Release the Mountain Dew Kickstart. Mountain Dew Kickstart released. Experiencing a charge of Mountain Dew Kickstart now. Mountain Dew Kickstart operation successful. Roger that. Get charged up with Mountain Dew Kickstart. Now with two energizing new flavors, mango lime and raspberry citrus. Fuel with flavor. I am 21 years military. I'm a leader. I'm a friend. I'm a patriot. I'm a coach, a dad, an occasional trash talker. I'm a lover of orange juice and a social butterfly. I'm not just a man who survived a devastating car crash that nearly took my leg. I'm Jondal Scott, and I'm a fighter. In 2016, Jondal was rushed to UC Health. In 2017, he returned to active duty on his own two feet. UC Health. Live extraordinary. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Radon is the least known and most deadly of all indoor air pollutants. And it's preventable. According to the EPA, every 25 minutes someone dies from radon-related lung cancer. Radon testing and mitigation is highly specialized, and it's all we do at Ace Radon. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to AceRadon.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. If you're on southbound I-25, traffic is reportedly stopped making your approach to the Thornton Parkway where there's an accident clearing off the left two lanes. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Crash clearing as well on the ramp from eastbound Boulder Turnpike to southbound I-25 activity clearing off the left lane there. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
Chiefs come to Denver and get a 27-24 win. Andy Reid couldn't have drawn it up any better. All right, listen, I never root for the home team to win. I'm just not that guy. But in that situation, as cold as it was at Mile High Stadium, and it was cold, you just wanted that game to end. Nobody wanted to see the overtime, okay? Overtime does nobody any good. Why didn't the Broncos go for two? Uh, they should have gone for two. It was a little early in the fourth. Oh, there was still a lot of time There was like two and a half minutes left or three minutes left. Vance Joseph, and I'll get to it in my hot take, Vic, he bungled that game in a big way, and then he chucked a bunch of guys under the bus yesterday to save his job. I already didn't like Vance, Vance Joseph. I am seething, seething at Vance Joseph this morning. Well, I'm sure you are, but I think it's more than one man. I've always thought it's more than one man. And I, I just find it hard to understand why... Broncos country, in your case, seems to pin this all on the head coach. Now, there are some issues he's got to sort out if he wants to take it to the next level, clearly. But we'll get to those issues right now. It is time for our piping hot takes. I am the greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Listen, those of you watching on uh, Periscope, listening on Altitude 950, clearly our app you can download for free. Thank you. I want you to know one thing. No one is surprised by the spilling of blood that happened yesterday morning. Okay, we knew something was happening. Now... When it actually does happen, you always think about, wow, that one's a little, jeez, ah, that one, yeah, oh, gosh. Eric Studisville, Ty Tolbert, Jeff Davidson, Fred Pajak, Johnny Lynn, Brock Olivo, all released, all dismissed, all assistant coaches under Vance Joseph. All these assistants fired on the same day leads me to believe one thing. And I said this from the get-go, and I'll say it again. Vance Joseph never once had full ownership of his coaching staff. He never had full ownership of hiring these guys. You really believe that when Vance was hired, he walked up to John Elway and said, here's what I need? That, my friends, was called a joint effort. And most of it came from above. They were hired, these people, along with Vance Joseph. Some, like Eric Studisville and Tyke Tolbert, were inherited. Others, like Mike McCoy, were highly recommended. Do you really believe that Vance Joseph, when he took that job, walked into John Elway's office and said, I got to have me Mike McCoy? Mike McCoy was a recommendation from higher, from the higher-ups. So VJ was given the staff and said, go, go win football games. I want to know now, if he's going to be allowed a leash to go hire his own guys, or if it's going to be more of the same, we'll find out. But I believe Vance Joseph today becomes more of a lame duck coach than he was last season. I mean, think about it. How much real authority does he have when he was pinned against the wall and said, uh, we're thinking about firing you, but we're going to give you one more shot. How much authority does he have walking through the locker room when the players know that he was almost fired, almost let go, and given a second chance? 
Will Joseph be in charge of the things that most head coaches are in charge of? Will he be in charge of hiring assistant coaches? Will he have the gumption and the authority to tell Elway what he needs? Not what he wants, but what he needs to succeed. Because if not, we are just delaying the inevitable here. If he is everything they said he was, if he is indeed a leader of men, then you tell me, why are six men looking for a job today? Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. Vic, I don't even know where to start, but I'm just going to go scorched earth. And I've tweeted this yesterday. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be pissed off yesterday, and I'm going to be pissed off today, and I'm going to torch the Broncos, and then tomorrow, new leaf. I'm moving on. I'm rooting for VJ in 2018. But this is my pin tweet, and it's my pin tweet for a reason. What does that mean? It's the one you put at the top of your profile. Oh. The Broncos will start 1-4, and four, then John Elway will fire Vance Joseph. Way to waste a third year in a row, John. I'm not trying to channel my inner Manchester here, but what a mistake for John Elway to quote-unquote sleep on this. Uh, breaking news, John. Wake up. You should decide when you're five and ten whether or not you're keeping the guy or firing the guy. Don't have your staff or you or whoever leak to Adam freaking Schefter that you're gonna fire his ass and then don't do it. Are you kidding me? And then Vance Joseph goes into a meeting yesterday and chucks everyone under the bus. This is not info I have. This is info I'm speculating. But come on, guys. They fired six coaches. What happened yesterday? VJ went in there and begged. He told him what an idiot Jeff Davidson is. He told him Johnny Lynn isn't good at his job. He told him Brock Olivo's terrible. He told him Fred Pajak isn't a good enough coach. He told him Eric Studisville isn't a good enough coach. He told him Tyke Tolbert has to go. Vance Joseph, man, I didn't like you before. I really don't like you now because there is no way I could get six people fired to save my own ass. How embarrassing if you're Vance Joseph that this is what happened. That guy should have been fired yesterday, and he'll get fired five games into 2017 because he is that bad. I want you to hear VJ at his press conference on, I don't even know what it was, January of 2017. Listen to this guy talk about this freaking job that he is so lucky to still have. Uh, my last thought is this. Um, you know, this job, this job won't be a, a, a rebuild. Again, most jobs you take as a first-time head coach or most jobs that's open, it's a rebuild. Okay, it was broken. This job is not broken. It's a, it's a reboot. So it's my job to find the uh, find the small tweaks to make this make this team a a um, winning team again. That's my call of duty right now, and you know hopefully we can do that quickly. You know what, Vance, you weren't wrong. It wasn't a rebuild at the time. It's a rebuild now because you bungled this season so badly. You're the reason the Broncos went 5-11. and 11. Blame the quarterbacks all you want. You can't manage a clock. You can't manage games. You need to look in the mirror and realize you got six men fired yesterday to save your own ass. I'm so mad at Vance Joseph this morning, Vic, and like I told you, I'll let it go tomorrow, but I'm unloading on the guy today. He is John Fox. He is Josh McDaniels. He he is incompetent, he is an idiot, and he's so lucky to still be employed. You were uh, pretty hot there on that hot take, but I think a lot of your uh, comments are uh, from uh, the irrational level. I, how do you know that Vance Joseph walked into Elway's office and demanded firings? How, how do you know this? 
Do you know I'm, what? A, I'm a smart enough human, Vic, to realize that they didn't have the bloodbath that they had yesterday without Vance chucking people under so, so the you bus. Think, you scapegoats, Vic. You think the scapegoats. I think the exact opposite, man. The exact opposite. He never hired the... Do you really believe that Vance Joseph, upon hiring, walked up to Elway's office and said, Oh, yeah, Mike McCoy. I got to have some of that. You know oh, what yeah. Eric Studisville has that Vance Joseph doesn't? Again, answer a my question. A Super Bowl ring. I want you to answer my question. You know question. what Ty Tolbert has? A Super Bowl ring. You know I'm all about rings, Vic. Those are trump cards. And Vance Joseph fired guys yesterday who have Super Bowl rings. I got news for you. Vance Joseph will never have a Super Bowl ring. Ever. In his entire life. And I, I hope we get through these two days quickly because you're no, talking. No, it's one day. It's one day. I hope it's one day because I... You're, I'm going to talk about how good the avalanche are tomorrow. You're talking in pure conjecture. You you don't know what went down. And that's why I hate shows like this. When people start talking about, well, he did this, he did that. We don't know what he did. We don't know what he demanded. Vic, Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter reported Sunday morning he care. was going to be fired. Again, I don't care what other people report. I don't... All right, so I'll ask you, the great Vic Lombardi. I'm, you don't have to call anybody great. I'm just saying, how did Vance Joseph save his job? How do you know that Vance Joseph walked into a room and said, these guys got to go because I'm trying to save my job? How do you know it wasn't? Well, you want to answer my question. How did Vance Joseph save his job? How did he save his job? Yeah. He was ready to lose his job, and he was given a second chance. He was ready why to was he given a job. Why was he given a second chance? Because Elway didn't find a capable alternative in time. Ooh, so he's only back because whoever Elway had in mind wasn't available? The question you should be asking isn't whether or not Vance Joseph fired these guys. The question is whether or not Vance Joseph is going to be allowed, like, allowed to act like a grown-up coach. Will he be allowed to hire his new staff, or will this be all from above? Because if he's not, what's the point? If he's not allowed to go out and make hires, what's the point? Why are we going through the motions? It's a waste of time. When we come back, how the players may have helped save his job. And I think that's overblown. How the fans at Mile High Stadium differ greatly from the fans you hear on this show and on Twitter. Everybody assumes that the fans want to advance Joseph out. Don't assume. You could be wrong. And don't forget Michael Malone at 745 right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. 950 is the home of the Nuggets. And every Wednesday at noon, we're talking hoops. Former Nuggets star Earl Boykins joins Hastings and Brownman to break down the Nuggets and the NBA. There's a lot of guys that have the talent to dominate. Not many have the heart or the desire to go out every single night and dominate. The Earl Boykins Basketball Hour. LeBron can't guard Melo. But the problem is, you know, Melo, he, he does it when he wants to. Earl Boykins joins us uh, with Scott Julie every Wednesday. Wednesday at noon on Altitude 950. I can tell you the National Western Stock Show is 112 years old. It started in 1906. But you know what I can't explain? The look of wonderment in your child's eyes as you walk them through the stock show or take them to the rodeo. I can't explain the memories made from the laughter that comes from a group of friends dressed in their best denim and leather. I can tell you that it's a very unique event where special memories are always made. Come make some memories with your family and friends. January 6th to the 21st. Get your tickets at NationalWestern.com or all King Supers locations. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top 10 cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. 
In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Real de Minas. With four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at RealDeMinezRestaurant.com. Look at that mouth. That poor, parched mouth. What'd you eat for lunch? Chalk dust? Did your face storm a sandcastle? You're being awfully quiet. Is that because your mouth feels like the business end of a Dremel saw? Is it because your mouth just wrote a haiku and all 17 syllables were dry heaves? Right now, your mouth could be tongue bathing in the refreshing citrus kick of Mountain Dew. Instead, it feels like you've been motorboating King Tut's sarcophagus. Show some mercy. Crack open a nice cold Mountain Dew. Ah. You know your mouth wants you to. Do the do. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers, changing lives. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. An accident coming in, clearing off the right lane eastbound Colfax, approaching Spear and a crash at Hamden and Federal. Traffic is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Southbound I-25 is running slow between about 136 to after the Thornton Parkway because of an earlier accident. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Well, as a player, now now the process is um, reflecting upon the good from this season so that you can you can take that and, and continue it moving forward. But it's it's really reflecting upon the things that didn't go well for you personally and and how can you fix those and I think there's two categories there's uh, the mental side of the game um, what can I do better mentally moving forward and then how do I improve that and then um, what can I do better physically moving forward and how do I improve that so you can take a page from Brock Osweiler HW you see how chill he is I mean, the season gone awry. He if I had Brock Osweiler's bank account, I'd be that chill, too. Is that why you're so riled up all the time? I mean, it is just a... We are talking sports. And you all about, you about had a convulsion in that previous segment. You about lost your you-know-what. But, but, Vic, you know there are just a handful of teams in my life that I care about. I know, but you care. And the Denver Broncos are one of those teams, and they bungled this, Vic. 
John Elway, I still have faith in John Elway, and I still like and respect John Elway, and John Elway will always be a hero in this town. But the fact that John Elway had to sleep on a decision of this magnitude blows my mind. You know it's just a game, right? Mm, All right, but, like, Vic, Vic, what do I care about in my life, right? Like, I care about my family, and then I care about sports. Like, if we're just oversimplifying my life, I care about two things. It sounds like you care to the point One, I care about my job, I guess. So three things. I get it, but it sounds to me like you care to the point where you're dying inside a little bit. Let me tell you. You follow me on Twitter. Do you know how mad I was all day yesterday? And I shake my head at all times. I'm like, this guy's losing it. This guy is mentally losing it. I walked around the stadium before the game, and I think what happens sometimes in our line of work, not sometimes, it happens all the time. We get stuck in the press box. We get stuck behind these microphones. And we don't get a chance to talk to the people. The people who pay for these season tickets. People who go to these games. People who really have maybe a different mindset of what we have. I walked around the parking lot and I asked a bunch of people. A bunch of people. What do you think is going to happen here? What do you think of Vance Joseph's fate? You know, it was about 50-50. I would say more than that. I'd say 60-40 fans saying that Vance deserved another year. Not because they believe Vance is a great coach, but they believe the problems with the Broncos are deeper than Vance Joseph. Much deeper. Higher. Organizational. Not just one guy. So the response from the fans going to the game, far different than the response you're giving me this morning. Far different. Do you want to read my Twitter mentions? I mean, do you know how many people yesterday and on, on New Year's Eve told me how mad they were that John may Twitter keep him. isn't the fan base. Twitter is uh, a way to scream and yell and echo chamber. Twitter is not Bronco fan. Vic, this is, is some this Bronco is, This fans. is hundreds of people. But do you understand, again, the distinction between a Bronco fan and Twitter? Do you know the difference? I hope you do. I hope you recognize the difference because I love Twitter. I live on Twitter. But Twitter does not reflect what every fan believes. It doesn't. It never does. Mm. So you think, Vic Lombardi, that after five and eleven, say my name because you're Vic Lombardi. Jesus. You think five and eleven, Vance Joseph deserved a second year. That's what you're saying. This I'm not morning. telling you what I deserve. What, I'm telling you what most people think, not what well, I why, think. Why are you dancing around it? Because people care what you think. Did Vance Joseph deserve to keep his job? No. Wow. No, he didn't. So can you see why I'm so mad? Uh, again, I think you're rationally mad. Because I told you, dude, this is a one-day thing. You, Come you, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you how great the abs are, and I'm going to tell you how you fix the nuggets. But today, I'm allowing myself to be mad. I'm trying to say to you why I believe it's bigger than Vance Joseph. By Vance Joseph losing his job doesn't necessarily solve the problem. Who takes his job? Who takes his job if Vance Joseph's gone? Who comes in? Mm, I would have sent the jet to Ann Arbor, okay. and considering the meltdown yeah. Michigan had, yeah. I bet you could have wooed the guy. Yeah, you also want to send a jet to, you know, to pick up Kim Kardashian. I mean, come on, be down. I mean, come on. I, again, I speak in in what's possible, not what's out there. You know, the Broncos have bigger problems than their head coach. I'll leave it at that. They have bigger problems than their head coach, and I've said it all year. The head coach is just one function. That's it. One. Now, I'd like to see Vance Joseph change the way he manages a game. I'd like to see a game in which there's no 12 men on the field called. There was 13 on the field. Exactly. 
I'd love to see a game where there are not three turnovers in the first half. I'd love to see a game that displays discipline from the team. That, to me, is more important than anything else. So where Vance Joseph can mature and develop as a coach is there on the game, in the game. This other stuff, I, I don't think he has a say in it. I, I I think it's all overblown. I don't think it's him. I think it's the team. I think it's the organization. I think the organization is at a crossroads right now. And we've talked about this. Who runs the show here? Who makes the call? Who comes in and says, enough? Who is that guy? Or girl? They don't have him right now. By the way, you're wearing the you're wearing your headphones in that weird way to protect your hair. I can tell it's a TV day. Of course it's a TV day. There's a press conference at Dove Valley. I got let's talk football duties afterwards. It is definitely a television day. You know, and, and, and here's the other thing. We talk all bold and stuff. My question to John Elway today will be this. A lot has been made about the assistants fired and Vance Joseph. And a lot should be made because six good men lost their job. Okay. And I would argue that only two of them deserve to. I would argue that only Brock Olivo and uh, Jeff Davidson, the offensive line coach, deserve to be fired. And I think you had four other scapegoats yesterday, Vic. Scapegoats. Scapegoats on whose watch? That's the question I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Elway that very question. Uh, Vance Joseph saved his job. Number one, was Vance responsible for hiring his staff? Was that his call? And number two, will he be responsible for hiring his new staff? Who's making that call? Because if it's not Vance Joseph 100%, what's the point here? Will you use the word scapegoat when you ask your question? What's the point? If Vance Joseph is not given the leash to make the calls, what's the point? You know what John Elway needs more than anything right now? He needs more no men. He's got yes men. He needs no men. You understand the distinction there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, the Broncos lost four games by 20-plus points this year, Vic. The Browns lost one by that margin. So I'm going to go down today, and that's going to be my goal is to ask John Elway. Um, John, Vance's teams lost four games by 20-plus points this year. I believe it's six games by double digits. How do you justify to angry fans keeping yeah. this guy? What do you think he'll say? How do you justify to angry fans? Because he fails. He's going to tell you what he said in that tweet that he sent. He's going to tell you what he said in the press release. He's going to tell you that he finds it in the best interest of the Broncos to stay on course. That one more year will fix this thing. They have to be patient. That's Vic, what he's going to say. You and I both know they're going to start one and four, regardless of who the quarterback is, and then they're going to fire this guy. Dude, I, Manchester, I, I who's not here today, he's wrapping up his vacation. He always likes to talk about wasting time and wasting seasons. If they start one and four, they are going to waste another season. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not long for this job because this, like you're taking this personally, like this hurts you. I, I'm not going to say I don't care, but I don't really care that much. Mm, I'm a Broncos. You're like, you're I'm a like Broncos fan. Losing it, and it's very disconcerting to see people emotionally fall apart, have nervous breakdowns over this. This is not that vital to my existence. Nick, you know me well enough off these microphones that you know I can separate what's important and what isn't. This is this is Will the sports fan talking, right? You realize that. 
you realize that like I care a hell of a lot more about my family and friends than I do about the Broncos. Like I, I, I hope you understand that. This is Will the Sports Fan talking, and we are on Sports Talk Radio, and there's a lot of people driving to work today who are mad, and I'm trying to represent them because but I think I'm you're that mad. Them on. I don't think they're as mad as you're mad. I think I think you're being oh, dramatic. You should read my Twitter mentions. Again, Twitter is not the fan base. Walk around what, the parking lot. What do you mean? You act like Broncos fans don't have Twitter accounts? I'm uh, so yeah, confused. You, you make it sound like everything that you read on Twitter, you, you understand what Twitter is, right? It's a it's a place to vent. It's made entirely for adults who otherwise don't play video games to vent. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I is. use it for. And and it's not necessarily rational thought. Even the stuff I put out there, it's not uh, rational. Vic, this is this is very mature. Vic talking right now. Vic, twenty years ago, be, you know, I have I know, to be Vic, mature. Vic, because, twenty years ago, you're we're being mad as I am right now. I'm telling you, dude, I interned for you at Channel Four. Twenty ten, Vic would be just as mad as I am right now. I listened yeah. to you on the radio for years and years and years and years. Ten years ago, Vic would be ticked right well, now. I, I, I'm ticked. I'm, I'm disappointed. But what are you going to do about it? I keep telling people, those who keep referring to the Broncos, I'm giving up my season tickets. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Guess what? If you give up your season tickets, there are thousands in line ready to take your place. Thousands. So when did you become new, Vic? When you started working with Manchester about. and myself? All I'm, try- I'm trying to rationally sort this out. I'm trying to figure out what the plan, what the strategy is over there. I'm not going to sit here and cry because you assume a guy walked in there and threw people under the bus. That's not what happened. That's not Were you what in the happened. room, Vic? Do That's... you have any idea? Did you have a tape recorder in there? Have you been able to listen to their conversation? Let me ask you this. Do you believe Vance Joseph hired Mike McCoy? I think Vance and Mike were friends. Do you believe that Vance Joseph hired every other assistant on his staff, like he was in charge of hiring them? Vance Joseph got a lot of good men fired yesterday who have Super Bowl rings. Vance will never have one of those. Did he get him fired, or did the lack of quarterback get him fired? I hope Ty Tolbert and Eric Studisville on the way out the door are putting that ring on yeah. their middle finger and flashing it to everyone. Remember this comment. Remember this. Did he get him fired, or did John Elway get him fired? Vance Joseph got him fired because okay. he can't manage a clock. He when can't manage back- a game. Um, I wasn't happy what happened Saturday night at Pepsi Center, but again, I'm not going to spout off and like end my life over it. Right, because it was a regular season game. It wasn't the end-all, be-all. The Nuggets are still going to make the playoffs. Like You you think I'm irrational about everything. I'm irrational about the Broncos because they went 5-11, and Vic. The Nuggets are just fine. It's one bad loss. They'll move on. Nuggets coach Michael Malone coming up next. If you have any questions or comments, feel free. 30933, the text line 30933. We'll visit with the coach, get his thoughts on what went down against Philly and what's to come. Have you looked at the Nuggets schedule? Oh, it sets up really nicely. We'll discuss next. Kevin Flush here from Flush Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. 
That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamars. And also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut. I'm a sarcastic cowgirl who loves her ponies, a wrangler of a herd of kids, and about a dozen other animals. I am a lover of all things cheesy and a proud veteran. I'm not just a lady who lived through emergency open-heart surgery while giving birth to a healthy baby boy. I'm Veronica Wilkins, and I'm a force of nature. Veronica was airlifted to UC Health at 36 weeks pregnant. One year later, she celebrated her son's first birthday. UC Health. Live extraordinary. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Slower speeds on southbound I-25 as you make your approach to 84th Avenue from an earlier accident. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Also seeing slow and go, stop and go eastbound 270 between I-25 and York. Crash reported Hamden and Federal, so watch for that. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment, pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Uh, obviously, I uh, love the effort and the defense. We started that third quarter with Vic. I think they were one for the first ten shots. Uh, and then after that, obviously, they started getting whatever they wanted. Uh, they lived in our paint at times tonight. And then Jared Bayless came in and obviously got going uh, really early in that fourth quarter, opened it up. Gave ourselves a chance. You know, I thought our, our second-half defense was better. I think we held them to 42 from the field. I got, I think, 17 or 18 from three. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. I think what it came down to tonight was at the end of the day, we couldn't make any shots. All right, as we spend the morning talking uh, Bronco fans off the ledge, I want to quickly remind you this is an all-sports radio station, and um, there are other sports in town. We'll get through this together. Don't worry. I will will hold your hand. We welcome to the hotline right now the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, who is back at it tomorrow night against the Phoenix Suns. Suns in town for a uh, game at Pepsi Center. Michael Malone. Happy New Year, Coach. How are you? I'm doing well, Vic. Happy New Year to you as well, bud. Uh, any uh, New Year's resolution, uh, both personally and professionally, that you set? <laughs> uh, professionally, win more games. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> How's that? Uh, protect your home court. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy, uh, yeah. but one thing I always challenge myself to be is uh, just to find ways to be a better husband and be a better father. Okay. Uh, you know, I get so wrapped up in our jobs, like we all do, uh, but at the end of the day, when I come home, I have to make sure that uh, the people that love me, no matter what, my wife, my two girls, that I do the uh, the best job I can by them. Yeah, I saw your wife and two girls at the game the other night. You you hit it right on the spot. There are so many days you come home from work, and we can all relate. If you're driving in your car, you can relate. You're so worried about work that you forget what really matters, man. And I'm glad it came from you, Coach. Having said that, I found myself. Um, you know, watching the scoreboard. The Blazers won again last night. They won in overtime. They beat the Bulls. The Wolves beat the Lakers. They're now 10 games above 500. How much scoreboard watching are you doing here in early January? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, as, as a coach, I'm always following the league and following the game and the, the different trends of the season. Uh, but I'm not sitting there saying, like, last night, uh, you know, Chicago doesn't win against uh, Portland in overtime. I'm not cursing at the TV, you know, yelling at Freddie Hoiberg or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, Vic, we have to control uh, our own destiny. We have to handle our business. And, uh, you know, that's why it's so important to – uh, to do that and not lose games like we did against Philadelphia because come the middle of April when things are coming down to a couple of games, it's not just those games. It's also the games earlier in the year that matter just as much. I even go back to last season. Our home opening loss against Portland up eight with a minute to go. We lose that game in overtime. That had just as much impact, even more because it was a head-to-head with the team we were chasing than the late game uh, we had at Portland. So, uh, I, I watch the scores. I follow the NBA because obviously it's my job. But by no means am I sitting there looking at the standings and the games ahead and games behind and all that kind of stuff. It's way too early for that. We we have to protect our home court. We have a very home-heavy schedule in the month of January, 10 home games, five road. And we just have to handle our business and put ourselves in a great position come end of the year. Well, you're right about the home court. And I, I'm looking at the schedule, Coach, 17 of the next 25 at Pepsi Center. This is an opportunity to climb that ladder, isn't it? Well, obviously we've shown so far, being 12-4 and four at home, that we, we've been really competitive at home, and uh, that has to continue. And we talked about this a day or so ago with our team. Kind of filmed from the Philadelphia game, you know, looked at the good and the bad, what we have to get better at. But then it was more important for me to kind of give a state of the union. Where are we right now? The, the positives and negatives, and moving forward, where are we going? And January and February is so important because when you get to March and you see that seven-game road trip staring you in the face, we have to uh, give ourselves a cushion because mm-hmm. that will be a very tough and demanding long, might be the longest road trip I've ever had in my 18 years in the NBA. Uh, so you have to, you know, put yourself in a position to handle that road trip. So, yes, we have to, you know, continue to win games at home. And uh, to your point, in January and February, we have, I think, 17 home games combined. Uh, let's discuss quickly the game Saturday night because, um, you know, listen, I was disappointed. You were disappointed. Fans were uh, – that was a packed house. That was a great uh, – the fans came out in full. And, and you're up 14 in the third, and all of a sudden the bottom fell out. And to me, this is just my unprofessional analysis. It looked like a tired team. It looked like fatigue got to the guys. What, what, what's your rationale about what happened? Well, I think fatigue was definitely a big part of it. Um for instance, I've never, in the, all the years I've been around Will Barton, I've never seen or heard Will Barton ask to come out of a game. Uh, Wilson Chandler asked to come out of a game uh, for fatigue, not injury, not anything else, but you know they were, they were that tired. Uh, I looked at Gary Harris, and, and he had a look on his face like he had just gotten back from the Bataan, Bataan death march. He was just a shell of himself. And that's something I addressed with our players. You know, I've gone with a very short rotation lately. And uh, it has paid off at times. But I think the one the one number that jumps out, in our last five games, we're shooting 30% from three, which is 29th in the NBA. On the season, we're middle of the pack at 36%. And I blame that fatigue on me playing all those starting guys and our top seven guys probably too many minutes. Gary Harris, last five games, is playing 38 minutes plus per night. And I'm asking them to guard Jimmy Butler, Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, C.J. McCollum, and then chase J.J. Redick around all night. So uh, I, I do think fatigue was a big part of it. Uh, obviously, 
if you look at the numbers from just an offensive standpoint, because I, like I said after the game, I still feel this way having watched the film and talking about it with our staff. Second-half defense was actually pretty good, 42%. We couldn't make a shot, and the NBA tracks open threes and open threes. And open three is the nearest defenders between four and six feet. We were five of 20 in those wow. in that game. Wide open threes, nearest defender is six feet away. We were two for eight. Combined seven of 28, that's not who we've been all season. So I think a big part of it was fatigue, and we just could not make a shot in that second half of the game. And I think when I looked at our guys, I looked at how tired they were, Vic, I would agree with you 100%. Fatigue was a huge factor in it. So, you know, I love the rotation because it worked wonders in Portland and Golden State. Listen, you don't win those games unless you're sure about your rotation. What do you do now? If the rotation is causing that fatigue, when do you open it up again? Yeah, well, I think I have to open it up now. Um, you know, my, my whole thing the other night against Philly was I knew we had three days in between games before we played Phoenix. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to stick with that rotation. And that rotation has been really good. When I look at the numbers, the last 12 games, ever since we lost uh, to Dallas and New Orleans on that road trip, after that we're 6-6. Six and six, And most importantly, defensively, we're like 8th in defensive efficiency and we're like ninth in offensive efficiency. So things are going fairly well on both sides of the ball. Last five games, our turnovers are way down, which has been tremendous for us. But at the same time, if I continue at this rate and our guys are this tired right now, uh, we'll have nothing left into the season. And one thing that we always talk about within our within our locker room and our organization is trust. And I'm not trusting our bench right now. And, and I don't want that to creep into our locker room and have – six, seven guys saying, man, Gary's exhausted, his tongue is hanging on the floor, and coach isn't trusting anybody else. So I think I'm, I have to trust our bench because our guys are tired. And, Vic, most importantly, I have to trust our bench because it's a long year, and we need everybody on board, on the same page, feeling like they're involved and feeling like they're valued. And if we can continue to get start getting that back from, from whether it's Emmanuel, whether it's Kenneth, whether it's Malik Beasley, whoever it is, we have to look to add some guys to the rotation to alleviate some of that fatigue on our key, on our key players. Now, you're putting this on, on yourself, and, and I'll turn around and play devil's advocate. A lot of this is on the players. You, you have to earn that trust from the coach, don't you? You don't trust them, but they have to earn. What can they do to earn that trust back? Well, I think that's a really good point in terms of, uh, you know, Trust is such a – it can be a hollow word. It mm-hmm. can be a word that everybody uses. Oh, trust. But to your point, on, on the recipient side of that, you have to prove to be trustworthy. And, and I think the one thing that um, I'm probably most proud about in our last 12 games is the improvement in our defense. So if we're going to go to our bench and we're going to expand our rotation, whoever it is, those players have to come in and understand I have to defend at a high level. Mm. The reason that Malik Beasley was playing, the reason we called Torrey Craig up – uh, was because those guys were willing to go out there and defend and defend at all costs and do whatever it took to get the job done. So no matter who we play as we look to expand this rotation uh, and, and find ways to not run our own guys, our key guys, into the ground, whoever is called upon must understand the reason that we are competitive and playing better, if you will, is because our defense is top ten in the NBA right now. And it would be great if we could keep both our offense and defense top ten. If we can do that, if we can maintain offensively and defensively where we've been at in the last 12 games, I think we, we're a playoff team easily. And uh, that's the challenge for whoever we add to the mix right now. Go out there and guard your position, understand the game plan, and have great discipline while doing so. Well, your message uh, doesn't ring hollow here, and I'm sure that the players have heard it many times. You want playing time? You want to get on the floor? 
Play some D. The offense will come. Play some D first, and then the offense. We always offense is the easy part of the game. I mean, everybody can shoot in this league. Everybody can get to the basket in this league. You got to show it on the defensive end. All right, coach. Do you think Phoenix coming to town? And you look at Phoenix's record, and automatically people, oh, that's a W. There are no Ws anymore. And you learn that Saturday night. Maybe that one, the one lesson you got Saturday night is it showed your boys you you never know, and you got to be ready. Amen. You know, it's, uh, and listen, if I put myself in a fan shoes, hey, listen, Philly, what an awful loss. Uh, Phoenix, we should beat them by 30. It, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it does not work like that. Even when we beat Chicago and they came in with three wins, and that was before Miritich was playing. You know, Chicago now, because they're healthy with Miritich playing, is, I think they have one of the best records in the month of December. Uh, there are no easy wins. And, you know, obviously, I think the one thing that's shown out lately for us is, Early in the season, having a go-to player like Paul Millsap was so huge. And for us right now, our go-to player, Vic, is just the open guy. It's going to change every night. You know, Nicole Jokic will be a go-to player, uh, I, I, I think, much sooner rather than later. But to your initial point, yes, we should beat Phoenix. They're coming in here in a back-to-back. Uh, obviously, that's a huge advantage when teams come into Denver on a back-to-back. We just come off of a tough home loss. So we should have a great sense of urgency. But there are no easy wins in the NBA. And obviously, for a young team like us, who is, you look at our top four players in the last month, Jokic, Murray, Lyles, Harris, Barton, a lot of young, young players. So uh, obviously, there, there are growing pains when you're that young. And I think the other night against Philadelphia was a growing pain and a lesson moving forward. And hopefully we can use that lesson tomorrow night against Phoenix. Last one, Coach, because I've noticed the stages of development out of this player. And I know you have. You see it up close in person every day. But Jamal Murray has now gone from a shooter to a scorer. He's now become a 20-point-a-night guy who can find different ways to put the ball in the bucket. When he came out in, uh, came out of college, oh, he's a three-point shooter. No, 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 no. He's much more than that. And it's a pleasure to watch a kid develop and blossom right before our eyes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, early in the year, right? He has some uh, offensive struggles, can't buy a shot. Uh, you know, he's, he's down on himself. Just by sticking with him and giving him confidence and, and helping him learn and grow and develop, you look at his last five numbers, I think he's at 19 points a game. And this is what really excites me. The scoring is there, right? We know he's a scorer. And to your point, not just a three-point shooter. He gets to the cup. He's a very good finisher, right hand, left hand. He can he, he can finish with authority above the rim. So 19 points a game in the last five. But what I love is that four and a half assists, and most importantly, Vic, we talk about gang rebounding. Jamal Murray in the last five games is averaging over six rebounds per game. So the kid's doing everything for us right now. Scoring, playmaking, rebounding, and if he continues to develop at this rate, as we felt this summer, we feel we have a special young player uh, to grow with in the future. Coach, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you at the uh, Pepsi Center tomorrow night. And, again, a great opportunity for these Nuggets here in the next couple months. If you haven't been to Pepsi to watch them, go check it out. It's an electric atmosphere. It's far different than what we're used to. Coach, appreciate your time. All right, big. Happy New Year, everybody. Take care. Talk All to right. you soon. That is Michael Malone. Had some great stuff there, man. Um, the thing about his bench, man, he's right. He, he just said what we're all thinking. He admitted what we're all thinking. He doesn't trust his bench, and that's why the rotation has been short. He needs to trust them. At the same rate, they've got to be able to allow him to trust them. Works both ways. Top of the hour, we'll take a short break. you got the Vic Lombardi Show, our Power 5 question of the day coming up. 
Uh, HW just spilled water all over his computer. I did. Oh yeah. my god, this it's hard great. to watch. Well, it's not all over. Yeah, it's oh just my, a little it's bit. just it's hard fine. to watch. Let's take a break. It's fine. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. The new year is a great time for resolutions and starting fresh by making healthy changes in our lives. Unlike starting a diet or trying to quit a poor habit, when you hire Ace Radon, testing and fixing a radon problem is one of the easiest, most affordable, and healthy New Year's resolutions there is. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is off Offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to aceradon.com. Genoa here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high-interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the most. All sports station. Altitude 950. And this thing is over. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do. Jesse Trujillo. He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Marty O. He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson. He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat. And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only Vic Lombardi. Check out the little degenerates hitting the microphone. I wonder if Dad wrote that for him. Did you hear Dad's uh, line? I think He's you the can, smartest I think you, man in Denver media. I think you can guess who wrote that <laughs> script, Victor. It was not you and it was not me. James Manchester Marillette wrapping up his vacation. He'll be back with us tomorrow. You know what's funny, Vic, is we've been playing Kyle Speller, who's the excellent play-by-play voice yeah. of the Nuggets, at 7 every morning. Well, you and I forget, and, and maybe it's not you, but it's me. Not everyone listens right at seven, so we're gonna we're gonna start playing those kind of things at seven, at eight, at nine, so that people can hear um, these intros that you know we have our friends cut for us. Well, good to know. Um, we're gonna get more into uh, the Broncos here as the, in the course of the show uh, discuss what happened uh, yesterday and over the weekend and what is still to come because they're not done yet in my mind. On the text line here, people listening to Michael Malone's interview, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, 
Coach always brings it and a very forthright and honest. Uh, and, and so are you in your response at 7476. Uh, Malone made me mad Saturday night. He just mentioned they were tired. Where was Fareed during that 40 to 19 run? Well, listen, I'm not going to defend the coach's actions with regarding the rotation because he just told us he should have gone to his bench. He, he just told us that he's going to go to his bench. Uh, but the way he made the rotation work for the last two weeks, Nobody was complaining at Golden State or Portland, right? Nobody was complaining then, but they finally hit their their level of fatigue. This is time. Now I think you're going to see more Fareed. You're going to see more Moody. You're going to see those guys you haven't seen in the last couple of weeks. Uh, 7524 says, when is it okay to call Emmanuel Moody a bust? Uh, I'm not going to call anyone mm, a bust yeah, this no, early uh, in their career. Yeah, he's in his third year. Come on. Let's be fair. Here's why. I've learned my lesson. And, again, this takes some perspective. When was it okay to call Chauncey Billups a bust? I'm just curious for those right. of you. And he's a Finals MVP. Yeah, just I, just remember, remember Chauncey Billups' career, okay? And remember what it was like when he first started in Boston, and then he was traded to Denver, and he could never stay on the court, could never find a position, and then he left and he played in Minnesota for a while, and learned learned with Terrell Brandon over there, and picked up his game, and then moved to Detroit, and everything changed. Well, and you and I both know, Vic, Chauncey Billups and Vaughn Miller have the exact same resume, right? They both put a team on their back to win a title. So, yes, I, I'm not saying Emmanuel Moutier is going to do that someday. Don't worry. But I'm also saying I ain't calling Emmanuel Moutier a bust right. because that's unfair to Emmanuel Moutier. My New Year's resolution is simple. Stay on the clock. Make sure you don't go off script here. So time for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. All right, Vic, yesterday, last night, uh, we were all mad about the Broncos. Uh, me, especially, as you can tell this morning. Uh, but we got maybe, well, I know what we got. We got the game of the year. We got the game of 2018. I understand it's day two of 2018. Yeah. Take a listen to what happened last night in the Rose Bowl. Motion left, snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left, angling, 25-20. Got a block from Brown, 50, 10, 5, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. That is the uh, Georgia play-by-play voice right there. The Dogs win it. Oklahoma, Baker, Mayfield come up short. Georgia will play Alabama in an all-SEC national championship game. So, Vic, our Power 5 question of the day on the Altitude 950 text line 30933. We've got Nuggets in Jazz tickets on the line. That's this Friday night over at the Pepsi Center. Our favorite one is going to Nuggets Jazz 30933. We've done it before, but we'll do it again. What's the best sporting event you've ever watched in your life? I'm not saying it was the Rose Bowl last night, but that was pretty good. Tell you what, they uh they fixed the problem with those semifinal games. Do you remember a couple of years back they played those on New Year's Eve and nobody watched? The ratings were horrific. Nobody watched on New Year's Eve. Now it's on New Year's Day. And what are you doing on New Year's Day usually? You're hanging out with family more often than not. Nursing that hangover. Whatever you're doing, you're yeah. at home. I guarantee the ratings of those games, especially that first game, were through the roof. All right, so I'll ask you, and I, and I know we've talked about this before on this show, the best sporting event you've ever watched, Vic. Again, we're looking for your text on the Altitude 950 text line 30933. Boy, that's our a broad, favorite broad one broad topic. Gets, that's what we like on this. Okay. You know, our our favorite one is going to the Nuggets and Jazz Friday night so at Pepsi Center. So it could Center. be any sport, any era. Any sport, any era, Vic. The Power Five, you know this. We want it to be broad because we want everyone to text in their suggestion and we'll read some of our favorites throughout oh, the show. We're changing the name of Power Five in this new year. We're sticking with it, huh? 
I'll tell you off air why we stuck with it. Oh. You, you've gotten a couple emails about why we're sticking with it. I will tell you when the mics are off. Remember, I don't read your sticking. emails. Well, I know. I sent you like seven last night. Yeah. I'm like, well, he didn't read that. He but didn't read that. Those games, that. you know, the, the first game was great theater last night. Uh, George, Oklahoma. Now, granted, I, I really wanted Oklahoma because uh, I wanted anybody but the SEC. Okay, anybody but the SEC. No, SEC, dude. I hate the SEC. And, and I saw the SEC is the best conference I in college your, football. You, all of a sudden, you said, oh, I'm a Missouri grad. Missouri, to me, doesn't even register as an SEC team. Uh, they've been to two titles in they the last six years. When I think Missouri, I don't think I don't think SEC at all. It doesn't even come to mind. And I guarantee most people listening to this show have the same reaction. You don't think Shane Ray? You don't think Coney Ely? No. You don't think Blaine Gabbert? No. You don't think Chase Daniel? You don't no. think Jeremy Macklin? No, it's an honest reaction. When someone says Vic, SEC, Connor go. McGovern? When someone says Vic, SEC, go. I think, okay, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, Florida. I don't think Missouri. Mizzou, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. I don't think Missouri. Trust Two me. SEC East championships in the last six years. How many South Carolina got in that time, Dick? I don't care. I don't think Missouri. Do you know that shortly after Georgia won that game in overtime, Georgia fans are crazy, right? They're nuts. I've seen it firsthand when I went to the Tennessee-Georgia game in Knoxville, how crazy they are. StubHub, which is the place where people go to get tickets. Well, because the title game's in Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Their servers crashed. Ooh. StubHub went down. That's how many Georgia fans were on computers looking for tickets to that game. What do you think people will pay to get Oh, my door? God. Georgia fans, see, Georgia fans are sort of the... Um, <laughs> The rich people of the SEC. Is that fair to say? The Georgia fans? Uh, I'd say the Missouri fans, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the bowling majors. <laughs> Needless to say, this championship game is not as intriguing as I had hoped because it's two oh, SEC it's, it's, it's so just, intriguing, I don't Vic. care to see SEC. it. SEC. SEC. Don't, don't, seriously, you're driving me crazy already with your piping out takes this morning. Now you're going to make me... <laughs> Jump. But that, that Georgia-Oklahoma game, did you see after the game ended, Baker Mayfield, who I know you suddenly think is going to be the next coming? Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield at five is a no-brainer. And uh, if you follow your little fancy-dancy rundown, we'll dive into that at 9 o'clock. I really enjoyed at the end of the game the Georgia linebacker. If you guys missed it, check it out online. Going up to Baker Mayfield and yelling several times, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Wow. You don't want Baker in a Broncos that uniform, was rough. Vic? Yeah, sure, but not as a starting quarterback next year. Oh, I'd give, him, I'd give him the keys. Oh, I'd no, give no. the keys and oh, let no. him go. I told you what the Broncos are going to do. They're going to hire a free agent, a big-name free agent, somebody that's They're going to spend $30 million yes. on Kirk well, Cousins? They're going to spend money on somebody available out on free agency first, and then they're going to go get a rookie. They're not going to pin their entire future to a rookie quarterback. Well, they should they're on not. Baker Mayfield. I'm just telling you, they're not. Baker Mayfield's a star. By the way, um, Oklahoma, you had that game. You had it in the bank. What was it, that ridiculous squib kick at the end of the first half? Ugh. That turned the momentum. That was stupid. Well, and then when it's 42-35, you don't let Baker throw the freaking football. Yeah. So they're coming in now, 30933, the greatest sporting event you've ever watched. Uh, Vic, for me, you know this. It's October 1st, 2007, and it's Game 7 of the 2001 Stanley Cup. Those are my two. Up next, I can't wait. It's the season finale, and this one should provide some fireworks. He talked to me after the game. He told me he'd uh, visit with us on Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's 8.15 coming up here shortly, and it's Aqib Tlaib on Altitude 950.
have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Mines. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Mines will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Mines with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Mines restaurant.com. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located off I-70 in Colorado. You will ensure the deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. The National Western Stock Show rolls into Denver January 6th through the 21st, so saddle up and ride. 16 days of family fun and rodeo excitement, including the original extreme sport, PBR Bull Riding, Rough and Tough Pro Rodeos, world-class horse events, the Super Bowl of Livestock Shows, and acres of Western shopping. Hey, if that don't light your fire, then your wood's wet. So come make some memories with us. Tickets are on sale now at NationalWestern.com and all King Super's location. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results. And you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers changing lives. Get $3 off coupons at O'Reilly Auto Parts and wherever fishing and hunting licenses are sold. Go to SportsExpos.com for store locations and show information. The Sportsman's Expo, coming January 11th through 14th to the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Traffic is still a little bit lighter than we normally see. Same situation as last week. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Stop and go those speeds eastbound I-270 between I-25 and New York. And getting word that eastbound I-70 temporarily shut down at Floyd Hill due to sun glare risk. Traffic being diverted onto Highway 40. Just like kids here, children across the world have big dreams for their future. Give one child the opportunity for a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. All right, what's happening here, boys? We are efforting Aqib Tlaib. Apparently, we called. He did not answer. So now Will is furiously typing away. He's texting Akib right now. When's the last time you actually interacted with the man? Did you have interaction with him? Because I I did after the game, and he promised. Yeah, he we texted yesterday, and I said, 
Uh, we good for 8.15, 9.15 Central. I was very smart because I think he's in Dallas, and he said yes. So okay. um, I haven't texted him yet because you brought me back on the mic. So can you stall for 30 seconds no, while no I text him? Do your thing. Do your thing. I don't know if texting is going to help, though. I mean, if he's asleep, he's asleep. Text don't wake me up. I have no idea if he's sleeping or if he's doing other things. But Akib Tlaib efforting the final episode of Akib Tlaib. And, and, and I can't wait for this one because there's so many questions to ask. There are so many things left unasked as we embark on a crazy, what's to be a crazy offseason for the Denver Broncos. It started yesterday with six assistant coaches shown the door. Six assistants released, dismissed, fired. And that doesn't even include the previous offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy. If you haven't heard, the total goes something like this. Offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy, gone. Special teams coordinator, Brock Olivo, gone. Johnny Lynn, DB coach. Fred Pajak, outside linebackers coach. I don't know if you pronounce his name, Pajak or Pajak. I don't know. I think it's Pajak. Jeff Davidson, offensive line coach, gone. Tyke Tolbert, wide receivers coach, long time here in town. Eric Studisville, the longest tenured Broncos coach on staff, released of his duties. So you're talking about a complete reconstruction of the Broncos coaching staff after that season. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they fired uh, a lot of good men yesterday. I would argue that only two deserve to be fired. I would argue that Brock Olivo... Um, needed to go. Obviously, their special teams was, was atrocious this year. It was, it was time for him to go. Uh, and Jeff Davidson, the offensive line coach, I would argue that that O line has consistently been bad. So he needed to go. But Vic, I, I, I can't wrap my mind around why they fired Eric Studisville, why they fired Tyke Tolbert. I mean, I said it earlier in the show and I'll say it again. I don't really care. I hope those guys flash their Super Bowl rings on their middle finger on the way out the door because they got a raw freaking deal. Vance Joseph fired guys who have been to the mountaintop, and Vance Joseph will never get to the mountaintop. Vance Joseph will start next year one and four, and then John Elway will fire him. I cannot believe the chucking under the bus of the assistant coaches that happened yesterday. Have you heard anything from Akeem Tlaib? Well, let me check my phone. Why is your phone over there? And you're sitting here. Because I'm going to Elway's thing today, and I'm going to live tweet it. I okay, want to make sure I have battery. Why don't you plug your phone in here? Because like, you have your paper and your... What, what do you have? You have a gift bag? I, I, you have you have it, Italian onion so rings? unorganized what, right what now. What are Vic's onion rings, guys? If you're watching on Periscope, look at these. Seriously, why did you bring right, onion has rings? Has he responded to your text? Because I'm starting to lose it a little bit here. Because no. he, he, he vowed he'd be on the show. Hey, Akeem, can you call us? And I gave him our number, and I said, thanks, and I have not heard anything. But I can tell you it's an iPhone, and the message says delivered. So at least his phone is charged. I guarantee he'll respond, and he'll join us. I guarantee it. It'll happen at some point. Our plan was to do what we do. You know what we do. That's what we did. And we've got Leggy coming up at 915, but Leggy is a very flexible, nice guy. So we will we will move Folks around as needed to make sure Akeem Tlaib gets on the Damn right airways. we will because yeah. uh, I am told, and I'll bring this up with Akeem straight up. Again, the assistant coaches being let go yesterday is one thing. There are going to be some key players, some big name players, some high salaried players who will no longer be a part of this team. 
the wheels already in motion. Players in that room. And I wasn't specifically told certain players, but I was just told that, that very thing. They are going to reassess the leaders of this football team. Mm. What do you mean by that? Well, again, who makes the most money? Who are the bona fide leaders? Who's going to stick around and lead? There are going to be a couple guys on this team that aren't going to be back. Give me names. I, I Again, I don't know specific names. If I were to conjecture, again, this is me conjecturing and speculating, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders returns. I wouldn't think so either. I think Akib is 50-50. Mm. I, I think Akib is 50-50. With the way back. he left the locker room, and, and you give him credit, he did say to you, we'll talk on the radio, Vic. I think Akeeb knows Akeeb has played his last game as a Denver Bronco. I think they, they need to put together a financial package to go get a quarterback. And in order to put that package together, guys like Keeb, guys like Emmanuel Sanders, guys like DT, you never know. Guys with high salaries need to be worried right about now. We appreciate the interaction on this show. So, Vic, I got a tweet from Joe that I want to read to you. Can you help me try to answer this? Joe who? Uh, Joe Ryan on Twitter. Oh, you got a tweet. Okay. Can I, can, can okay. you tell Joe what you think here? Go. I apologize if you've discussed this already, Will, but why was Joseph hired to begin with? What qualifications and achievements enamored Elway so much to trust a rookie with a world-class defense and a struggling offense? I don't have the answer to that question. And perhaps because we don't have the answer to that question is why we're here today. Hmm. I, so don't, start, I don't know the answer so to that you don't, question. You don't know what John Elway and Matt Russell saw in Vance Joseph. I don't know the answer to that question. Because I don't either. I mean, it, it, Manchester bangs the drum all the time. He was the 29th ranked coordinator in his one season I, coordinating I, you know, in Miami. Usually you, you go after head coaches who, again, put together a resume, have a certain... When Kyle Shanahan was hired in San Francisco, you bring in and adopt his offense, his offensive brain, his mindset. Give him Garoppolo, and you see what, what they did. What are you adopting with Vance Joseph exactly? Is it his defensive strategies? He turned the defense over. Right. He's not even calling the defense. The defense was bad in Miami, and it was bad he's not call- this so, year. So he's not calling the defense. He's not calling the offense. So what what exactly is he calling here? What What is happening? I don't know the answer to that question. So, and I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but... I called for Vance to lose his job. Manchester called for Vance to lose his job. Paul Klee, who we like and respect, called for Vance to lose his job. People Mark, calling for that ain't going to do crap. Mark Kisler called for Vance to lose tell his you job. People this. How many times do I have to tell fellow members of the media, you can call, you can do, you can pound the table, you can... They don't care what you call for. They don't care. All right, but I'll ask you this, and you can dance around it if you want, or you can give me an honest answer. Did Vance Joseph deserve to be fired yesterday? Yes. Really? Of course. Wow. But he wasn't the only one. Every single person in that organization deserved to be fired. Whoa. If you want to th- if you want to look at it that way, if you want to respond the way you did, if you want to say, oh, my God, this is unacceptable, then everybody is on the firing block. But, dude, you just That's said not everyone. How yeah. You're talking... Yeah. You're talking John Elway and Joe Ellis? Everyone. If, if, but, but if you want to hold to your standards. If you want to hold to your standards, and I think sometimes your standards are crazy, you're going to have bad seasons. I, I'm not as crazy about this as everybody. And I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just tired, an old man who's t- I'm just not going crazy over it. 
It's not the end of the world to me. It really isn't. You just admitted you're tired. I am a tired old man. <laughs> I mean, you're spitting fire, calling for jobs, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I just think eventually this will fix itself. It's pretty obvious to see what's wrong with this team. It's pretty obvious to the naked eye. They need a quarterback. Once you get a quarterback, you can build around that position, and it's going to be easier to win games. Three zero nine. Start there. Three three is the altitude nine fifty text line. Vic Reg just texted in, said if Talib doesn't respond to you guys, he's out of Denver. He has already made his mind up, and he doesn't want to bother. Um, I'm going to defend Akib Talib here, Reg. Akib has been awesome to us all year, well, yeah. and, and he has been responsive all year, and he has answered emails and phone calls, and Akib Talib has been a true pro. So maybe this is me going out on a limb, and I'm going to regret it. But I would bet big money Akeem Tlaib comes on these airwaves before 10 a.m. And again, I may regret that statement, but I am honestly... Was he sleeping? I have faith Akeem Tlaib will join us between now and 10. Uh, if I were you, I would listen to us on AM 950. If that's not a possibility, I'd go to our website or download our app because he's going to be on these airwaves before 10 o'clock. What the hell's going on out here? Yeah, that's what I say. He's not here. He was supposed to be here. I tweeted it out. And if I tweet it out, it's gold, right? All right, so Vic, and we'll just be honest with the listeners here. I'm the producer of the show. You know what this is right now. I'm not going 7-9. and nine. So this I'm... 7-9 and nine crap. I'm the one who's in charge of getting him on. He confirmed with me yesterday he'd be on. Right but Vic, Vic, we got to be honest with the listeners. Yeah. Is it time you texted Akib, or do we, do we hold off on that for a little bit? I'm not gonna te- I, I never beg, guys. I'm not going to do that. I've been, I've been around too long to beg. That's the bane of this business, begging guys. Ooh. Hey, it's, it's his show. If he wants to come on, he can come on. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So you're just going to let your producer handle it? You're not going to get it's involved? Your job. It's not my job again. Consider me the head coach. You're the coordinator. Do your job. Can well, you do your job? I'd, I'd apparently get fired if I was the coordinator because that's what Vance hey, Joseph did. Yes, he chucked everyone under the bus. Do your job. If you, if you guys can't do your damn jobs, go find another one. That easy. Uh, you drive me insane. But the good That's news the is the worst call in the history of the league. I know I drive you just as insane, so it's a two-way street. So it's good. Cole loomy and crappy outside for a reason. That's how we should all feel. Call Cole on the text line agrees with me. I'm with Vic. You guys can call for whatever you want. No one really cares what you think in the Broncos building. By the way, you know what's coming up next, and this is my fault. I didn't put it on your fancy dancy rundown. James Manchester Merlat will join us next on the phone. Get his thoughts on this. Bring down that wall. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950 is the home of the Nuggets. And every Wednesday at noon, we're talking hoops. Former Nuggets star Earl Boykins joins Hastings and Brownman to break down the Nuggets and the NBA. There's a lot of guys that have the talent to dominate. Not many have the heart or the desire to go out every single night and dominate. The Earl Boykins Basketball Hour. LeBron can't guard Melo. But the problem is, you know, Melo, he, he does it when he wants to. Earl Boykins joins us uh, with Scott Julie every Wednesday. Wednesday at noon on Altitude 950. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. 
When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Kevin Flush here from Flush Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flush Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Whatever your business is, there's usually some kind of cryptic lingo that goes along with it. But there's some lingo that every business needs to understand. OCR, forms processing, authentication, encryption. If you don't know how this jargon impacts your bottom line, then you've got problems you don't even know about. Pacific Office Automation helps you cut through the mumbo-jumbo. They're experts at solving electronic workflow problems. The ones you know about, and even the ones you don't. Pacific Office Automation. Problem solved. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Eastbound I-70 at Floyd Hill has been reopened, temporarily shut down due to bright sunshine glare. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Volume and traffic is lighter than we normally see here in the metro area, so your speeds are pretty decent working your way around town with no major incidents or accidents. Just like kids here, children across the world have big dreams for their future. Give one child the opportunity for a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. I said it before, VJ's been great for us. VJ's been great for us. All the coaches have been great for us. Personally, for me, Coach Pug has been one of the best coaches I've ever had. You know, Coach Smith and Coach Pug are right there together. Um, so, it, I mean, it would be unfortunate to let Coach Pug leave. I feel like... You know, he's a, a part of me. Coach Pug, I've been working with him. He, he's really seen me develop as a player. He's know, he knows me. But it's, it's, it's not in my hands. I mean, you would like to see those guys, you know, turn it around and, you know, we go to the playoffs or the Super Bowl next year. But it's not in my hands. Well, Coach Pug left. So if they're not going to listen to the players, they sure the hell am not going to listen to the media. Six firings yesterday, a total of seven, if you include Mike McCoy, as the Broncos reshape their coaching staff. We were supposed to talk to Aqib Tlaib in the previous segment. Uh, he was he didn't answer. Okay, bottom line, he didn't answer. So I need some I need some information on how to handle this. We go to the hotline and bring in Manchester James Merrillat, who uh, is out today enjoying an extended New Year's. So he'll rejoin tomorrow. Uh, Manchester, what is the uh, company policy when a uh, paid employee Aqib Tlaib does not show up for his scheduled show? Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to turn it into HR. I'll uh, I'll fill out the forms. We'll get it taken care of, Vic. Don't worry. Well, so in Manchester, I crappy outside for a reason. That's yeah. how we should all feel. Yes. Before Vic throws me under the bus, Manchester, I texted and confirmed with Akeeb yesterday. So I just said on these airwaves, I would put good money he'll be on air by ten o'clock. And, but we're a little worried. And I saw him in the locker room Sunday right after the game, and he came right up to me. and says, "Don't worry, we'll have a lot to talk about Tuesday on the show." 
That's what he told me. Akeem hasn't missed the show yet, so I'm I'm confident he'll be there. We just got to juggle a few things, but don't worry about it. It's it's not even a concern until we hit like nine forty five. Then you should worry. All right, then you're totally good. Um, I want to get your thoughts. We did our piping hot takes, and Will went um, scorched earth. And I had a meltdown, James. You know, he's crazy. He thinks I, the I, end I of the, heard, I heard. The end of the yeah. world is coming. You know what you reminded me of? Those videos that now emerge on YouTube of the small child crying after his team loses, and they can't get him to stop crying. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, so unfair. Yeah. I'm 27 years old, and like I told you, on air and off air, I can distinguish between things that are important, mm-hmm. friends, family, and my job, and things like sports. Yeah. But uh, guess what? We're on the radio right now, and a lot of people yeah. are mad. So I'm speaking for the fans. Read my Twitter mentions. Ma- Manchester, clearly you are not happy with the Broncos' decision to read retain Vance Joseph's services, but I always say there's a reason for everything, and the reason was simple. Number one, they didn't didn't find an alternative. They couldn't find one in time. And number two, I guarantee money was a factor. It always is. And number three, I think by firing Vance Joseph, it sort of puts the the trigger back at John Elway, and I think he wants to give it one more year to prove that he made the right call to begin with. No, and I actually agree with both of you. I'm I'm like Will. I'm upset because... I look at 2018 and it's like, man, how am I how am I supposed to get myself excited for next season? How am I supposed to think it's going to be any different? Now, free agency and the draft and those kind of things can change that a lot. I mean, if they draft Baker Mayfield as an example, we're going to be fired up when we roll out there for training camp. But, you know, Vance Joseph, he didn't get any better as the season went on, guys. They had 13 guys on the field in week 17. Yeah. I mean, that's the same problem they had all year long. They bungled the clock at the end of the game bungled the clock it was so poorly managed not taking the timeout with 245 left on second and 17 and instead you take one on third and four with a minute 55 i mean just coaching 101 that i don't know how he's going to be better at that next year because he didn't get any better at it through 16 games this year but i'm with you Vic, from the standpoint of all right if you take a step back and you try and evaluate it if they fire vance joseph who are they replacing him with because unless you have a replacement you can't just fire a guy. You can't just say, all right, we're mad, we're ticked, we're, we're booting him out the door to turn to what? Now, if you have a guy and there's someone out there, you know, the, the, the Raiders fired Jack Del Rio a year after he goes 12-4. They Why? had a guy. Because they, they had got, a guy. They got Gruden ready yeah. to go. So I don't know if John Elway on Sunday when he was he or someone was leaking things to Adam Schefter had a guy that he thought he was going was gonna to be available. I mean, Jay Gruden's the name that's been floating out mm-hmm. there, but do we know that? No. And, and it didn't come to fruition, so that part of it I understand. But, you know, I, I think the lesson to be learned here, too, though, is whenever they hire uh, replacements for these seven coaches, we got to look at this stuff, you know, through a little bit more of a, a critical lens and say, all right, is this really a good fit? Is this really huh. a good staff? And, and last year, we all we heard was dream team, dream team, dream team. Yeah. Obviously, when you fire, what, half the staff or yeah. a pretty big percentage of it after one year, it wasn't a dream team. Well, because he didn't hire him. I, and I said that from the get-go. What, Very true. When, when you bring in a head coach, okay, when Gary Kubiak became the head coach, did Gary Kubiak assemble his staff? Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. You know the answer to that question. He did. Did Vance Joseph assemble his staff? No, he didn't. No, no. And we all knew that the, the first day at the, the press conference. If you remember, you know, Vance is up there and he's talking about how he hasn't told them, talked to Mike McCoy or any of that stuff. And then McCoy like, was hired was before Vance. That's what's crazy. <laughs> right. McCoy right. was the offensive coordinator unofficially before Vance was the head coach. Correct. It was dysfunctional from the get-go. So to be fair to Vance, uh, you know, I think if you're going to truly evaluate him, let him pick his staff. 
and see what happens. Now, based on what I saw in a year, uh, you know, all these players coming out and supporting him and all this kind of stuff. Well, why weren't you? Why weren't you playing hard for him when you were getting yeah. blown out? Support comes you know, on the field. Well, and Support Manchester, why do we field. need to be fair to Vance when he can't manage a clock? I mean, yeah. Sunday, dude, I was one of the few people still watching, and he couldn't manage a clock. He's John Fox. He is John Fox. Why do I need to be I fair to this guy? Down. He went five and eleven. I I I don't necessarily disagree with that. And again, the end of the the end of regulation was as bad as you can manage a clock. And you're right. Nobody was paying attention to it because nobody cares at this point. And it was coaching 101, and he failed the class. I agree with that. I agree with that. But trying to manage a staff of people that aren't your people that you didn't put together that aren't the guys you want to having work with, the time is, of his life. I'm sorry, James. James, James, I'm so sorry, but you heard Sergio Dip right there. Having the time yep. of his yep. life. You, you know what that means? Uh, Akeem's on the line. He's calling right we'll now. We'll call you back, Manchester. Yeah. How's that sound? Just, just that sounds good, man. Yeah, stay, right. stay where you are. But as as right. advertised, ladies and gentlemen, the final installment of the Akeem to Lead show right here on Altitude 950. Akeem, sorry we missed you, but we thank you for calling in regardless, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, are you in Dallas? Or are you still here? Did you head back home already? Yeah, I headed back home uh, last night. So I'm laying in my nice king-size bed right now. Good for you. All right, so listen, let, let's start here. When you walked off that field, um, what was going through your mind on Sunday? Uh, mm, I just say it was our, it was our last game. Uh, we, we, the vets went, really didn't play a lot. We uh, let the get, let the coaches get a good look at the young guys, and uh, just that it was our last game yeah. of the season. So I didn't really think think too much past that. Uh, do you believe that changes are in store? We've seen it with the coaches already. Okay, coaches. I mean, half the coaching staff is gone. But what about the locker room? Do you believe that uh, guys will be let go? Do you think you? Do you what about your future as a Bronco? Do you believe you'll be back next year? Uh, it's, 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 it's a chance I will be. I think yeah. there's a chance I will be. And, uh, uh, and if I wasn't, it, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I mean, this is, you got, you got three corners making, making big money, man. That's, that's rare to have. But, uh, you know, I had, I had conversations with the staff and, and, and uh, during our exit meetings and stuff. So, uh, it's kind of up in the air, man, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm still here. Wow, the way you say it, you said there's a chance I will be. So that that infers that there's a chance you won't be. So now fans that are listening to the show are saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. You're under contract. So if they do let you go, they got to eat some of that. they got to eat some dead money there. What what have you been told by management and coaches about your future, if anything? Uh, well, I just put it like this, Vic. I had, I had a good conversation with, uh, with Vance yesterday, with Joe Woods. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean... I mean, no things change, but I mean, uh, there's a chance. There's a chance I will be. Okay, you will be back, or will not be back? When you say will, will be. be back. Okay, okay. Do you want to be back? Let's ask you that. Definitely want to be back, yeah. man. I, I love to retire as a Bronco, man. It's a, uh, it's probably the funnest locker room that I had, man. That I met real friends on this team, and uh, we got great memories, man. Super Bowl Fifty, man, and uh, just. Not even just the Super Bowl, off the field memories together, man. It's, I love the guys on the team. I love the staff, man. So uh, I, I love to come back, dude. If they can find a quarterback 
if they can fix the offense, do you believe there's enough in that room to get back to that level of football that you enjoyed 18 months ago? Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, I feel like as a, as a defense, man, we, we, we were putting in a lot of bad positions, man. We, we probably lead the league in, in, in drives that started like plus 50, you know, so you 10 yards, you get 10 yards and you get a field goal, you know, so, uh, we were putting in a lot of bad positions, man, so I feel like we, we get a quarterback and, uh, who, who really controls the game? One of those guys I was talking about, like like mm-hmm. really runs the show, you know, and controls the game on offense. Now, I feel like we get a quarterback, man. Sky's the limit for this team, man. We'll be right back. We'll be right back in them in them power rankings, top five. We'll be right back there, man. It's, 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 we're super talented on D yeah. and offense. Does it bother you a little bit? But the, the the damn game always comes back to the quarterback. I mean, you can talk about every position, but every team we talk about, if you have that quarterback, you have a chance. If you don't, you're sitting at home for the playoffs. Does that bother you in some sense? Nah, that's that's the that's the that's the NFL, man. That's where the term is a quarterback driven league. That's where that term came from, man. That's uh that's one of those quotes. It's a bunch of quotes uh, around the world, mm-hmm. and uh, they all turn to quotes for a reason. You know, what goes around comes around. It's a quarterback-driven league. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's, they all quotes for a reason because it's true, you know. So uh, you just check out the playoffs. Playoffs start next week. You just check out the playoffs and just look at the quarterbacks who are in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. And then that'll, that'll, that'll tell you it's true. Uh, Keith, I tell people this, and I really believe it. I have pretty good understanding of what, what they're trying to do. The Denver Broncos, to rebuild next year, they're going to go get a free agent quarterback. Now, they may draft one of these kids – but they're not going to draft a kid to come in and start. They're going to go out and find a Kirk Cousins, maybe an Alex Smith. It doesn't matter. They're going to find a legit guy who's been in the league. Is that your understanding as well? Yes, sir. And that's the way they got to do it, right? I mean, you can't put a rookie on this team and say, go get him. That's, I don't care how talented the rookie is. That's just not going to work. Yeah, man. If you're trying to, you're trying to win right now, I know, I know I've been around John Elway for four years. Yeah. So, so we, went, we, we went to the playoffs. We lost. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 John Elway. We was in a tournament. We was one of the best teams in the league. We won the Super Bowl. That's definitely John Elway was one of the best teams in the league. We was the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. And then two years in a row, we didn't make the playoffs. So, I don't know. Me knowing John, I don't really know if he want to rebuild and, and have two more seasons of eight and eight and seven and nine and we're getting better. I don't really know if he want to do that. John ready to get back to the top because that's where he belongs, man. Yeah. That's 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 just John Elway. So I don't really see him drafting a rookie and kind of trying to rebuild. I see him getting a vet and getting back to the top ASAP because because that's where he belongs. Hey, what what was the what were you guys talking about this weekend? Because on Saturday night we get word that VJ is likely not to come back. Then on Sunday you win the game and everybody's you know everybody's talking. We want VJ back and he's returning as the coach. It, it sort of the whole philosophy changed over the course of a weekend. What were the players thinking? Did you guys believe he was coming back all the time? Well, well, I believed he was coming back, man, because because honestly, uh, it wasn't his fault, man. VJ did a great job, man. He did a great job on on keeping the team together, man. Making us prepare every week, having making practices go smooth. Uh, getting guys ready to play. It was it wasn't his fault, man. Uh I think it was the it was the hand he was dealt. Honestly, man, it it it, it was the hand he was dealt, man. So 
John knew what he gave him to work with. So, man, until you get him a, a, a nice veteran quarterback, mm-hmm. then you see who the real VJ is. Well, then why'd they fire six coaches? I mean, if it's not his fault, it's not the coach's fault, six coaches are without a job today. Uh, it's, it's those coaches, I guess those coaches wasn't getting the job done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, to be honest, uh, Coach E and uh, Coach Tyke was very surprising to me, man. Those, me too. Those guys, they, mm-hmm. I feel like those guys did a great job, man, uh, with the receivers and the running backs. But uh, the rest of those guys, man, the rest of those guys, who, who are the six coaches, Vic? Jeff Davidson's gone. Johnny Lynn, your DB coach, I was going to ask about him. Brock Olivo, the special teams coach. Listen, nobody's surprised there. Special teams was horrible for most of the year. Mike McCoy right. was gone already. And uh, I don't even know how you pronounce his last name. Payjack, the outside linebacker coach. How do you pronounce his name? Oh, Pug. Pug, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll go with Pug. They fired, they fired Pug, they the fi- outside linebacker? Yeah, they fired Pug, and, and they fired Johnny Lynn. So, um, oh, wow, that's, that's surprising to me, too. So. So I say, I say, uh, Coach E, the running back, Tyke, the receiver, mm-hmm. and Pug, outside linebacker coach. Uh, oh, that's surprising. That was surprising to me, those guys. So it doesn't, uh, doesn't sound like you're surprised about Johnny Lynn then? No, nah, I mean, not really. Those guys wasn't, wasn't getting the job done, man. So, I mean, it is what it is. Those guys didn't get the job done. So, uh, those guys are not surprising to me. Dude, how does it work on the inside? Do you think VJ will be allowed to handpick these next coaches? Or is that sort of a joint agreement between Vance Joseph, John Elway, and the front office? How does that work? Uh, it's it's probably 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 a joint agreement, yeah. man. But I'm, I'm sure VJ I'm sure VJ got some guys in mind, some guys who he worked with around the league before. I'm sure Joe I'm sure Joe probably got a little hand in it too. Some guys that he know can get the job done, who he's worked with. And at the end of the day, it's probably it's probably Elway's decision. Okay, so in your exit interviews, did you meet with VJ? Who did you meet with specifically? I met with VJ. I met with Joe Wood. What do they tell you? What What do they leave you with? What What they give you? What piece of knowledge they give you that said, "Okay, man, I got hope in the future." Uh, they said that uh, the core players on the team did a, did a, did a great job this year, and uh, that we'd be the guys who 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 rebuild the team. And uh, they said that uh, in free agency, man, we need to we need to go get the pieces that we're missing. Mm-hmm. Do you think, because um, C.J. Anderson said this yesterday in the locker room, he said, if you give V.J. another year and you bring us back, mm-hmm. I guarantee we will have a winning record next year. You get yourself a quarterback. Yeah. You get yourself a quarterback. You think you have a winning record next year. I'll ask you the same question. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt, Vic. Uh, you bring this same group back and you get a nice veteran leader in here who can run the show on offense, we'll be in the show, baby. Yeah. <laughs> It sucks not being in the show, doesn't it? It just sucks. Yeah, it do. It do suck, man. But I got a great theater room, Vic. So man, now I turn to a fan, <laughs> and I'm in, and I'm gonna enjoy these playoffs because they're gonna be interesting. Who do you got winning it all? Who, who's the favorite in both conferences? Uh, I got I got New England, New Orleans in the playoffs, and I got New Orleans winning because it's in the dome. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, you know, that's it. I'm glad you brought up New Orleans because just last year we looked at the Saints and we said, oh, they're done. They're done. You know, Drew Brees is old. Their defense sucks. They can't do anything. And they turned it around in one year. There's proof right there. You can turn it around in one year, Keeb. Why New Orleans in your mind? Uh, they, 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 first of all, they got Drew Brees, man. He's, he's, uh, one of the top caliber quarterbacks. He's, he's one of those. Peyton Bandy, Tom Brady, 
You know what I'm saying? He's in that in that category, man. Drew Brees is definitely in that category with those guys, those mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers type guys. And then uh, once you, if you have a quarterback like that, man, you always have a chance. And then on top of that, man, they they had a great draft. They got a they got one of the best linemen out the draft. They got one of the best running backs out the draft, and they got one of the best cornerbacks out the draft. Man, this guy Marshawn, this Mark guy Lattimore, yes, is playing great football, man. And uh, he he kind of actually turned their turned their season around because they had they had trouble at corner. But you put him there, man. He's locking guys down, man. Getting interception, making plays. So they already had a good front seven. You know, they already had a pretty good front seven. You need one of those lockdown corners. And now they have one, man. So uh, they had a great draft, man. And, uh, and Drew Brees, he knows he knows how to use every piece, every weapon that he has. And uh, they look unstoppable on offense to me. And now their defense is getting turnovers. Cameron Wake is playing great. I mean, uh, Cameron Jordan is playing great, man. He's he's getting a bunch of sacks. He's getting turnovers. And uh, that D keep getting turnovers and their offense play the way they play, man, it's going to be hard to beat those guys. Check out Akeem to lead the analyst here. Uh, a couple more and we'll let you go. Patrick Mahomes. I know you didn't play the entire game, but you saw enough of him. What would you think of him? I saw enough of Patrick Mahomes to think Alex Smith is going to be a free agent next year. I can play some ball, Vic. He can sling it, dude. I can play some ball, man. Yeah. He can play some ball, man. He's smart. I've seen him checking protections. I seen him reading the defense, and uh, he got he. We we know how strong his arm is, man. And uh, the guy's a competitor, so I think I think uh, Alex Smith he definitely might be on that market next year. Dude, some guys just have it. You're exactly right. And the way he could put the ball in the windows, you know, like to be an NFL quarterback, you're gonna be chased around. You're gonna have bodies flying all over the place. You got to be able to throw the ball from different angles. And that dude had the ball on a string. Keeb, he had it on a string. Man, the guy got an AK-47 for an arm, Vic. Man, he yeah. can throw it wherever he wants. It don't matter if he's running left, running right. It don't matter, man. This guy got a gun for an arm, man, and uh, and uh, it shows. It shows on the field, definitely. All right, so I have to ask you: If Alex Smith's a free agent, is he the kind of quarterback that would make this team a competitive team again? Would he, Would you welcome Alex Smith to this uh, to this roster? Uh, I don't know, Vic. I don't know. I seen Alex Smith in that in that Chiefs offense. That yeah. it's, it's it's multiple guys who can be successful in that Chiefs sure. offense and go to another offense and not be so successful. I see what you're saying. Man, they they they, they offense kind of runs itself. As long yeah. as you get a guy who who can manage it, it, it kind of runs itself, man. So I don't know about that. Well, your your uh, answer speaks volumes. All right, bro, um, that'll do it. And listen, before we say goodbye, I want to say every week, if if you weren't on time, you were still on the show because I know you had schedule issues with practices and whatnot, and I really appreciate that, Keeb. Every week you joined us, and it was fun radio, and you were very honest the entire season. People loved your reactions after games. The season sucked, but you were very good on this radio show, so I really appreciate that. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, Vic. I hope I hope I got the ratings up a little bit, man. I appreciate y'all having me on all season, man. I enjoyed it. In fact, I'm, the I'm told that. the only time people listen is during your show. To be totally honest with you, and we hope to talk to you. <laughs> we hope we talk again next year, man. We hope that it works out. I hope you said that you want to be back. You said that you want to be back. So we hope you are back because we want to do this again. Keep have a great off season, man. 
Thanks, Big Big. Uh, and if I'm back, Big, I need a pay raise, baby. Damn straight. You know it's coming. Our parents will do what we do. <laughs> All right, Big. Y'all take, take care. Take care. That's what we did. That's right. See how it works? If he gets a pay raise, I'm getting a pay raise. Vic, that's the best interview we've ever done on Altitude 950. Dude, dude, uh, so And I'm not much. just stroking your ego, so, so and I'm not much. hyperbole, but that is the best interview. If you're driving around Denver, we've been on the air since, what, April 2016? Yeah. That is the best interview that has ever occurred on Altitude 950, and a lot so of credit to you revealing. and a lot of credit to Akeem. He was so revealing. So revealing. Dude, you know I So just a transparency here. You know I'm the, the live tweeter, yeah. right? Yeah. Normally, I'm like, oh, I don't want to blow up people's timelines. Like, I'll live tweet like two or three things. I had to live tweet everything because it was that good. Yeah. I mean, that interview needs to end up on ESPN. That interview needs to be on SportsCenter tonight. That interview needs to be written about in the Denver Boast. It needs to be on Channel 9 and Channel 4 mm-hmm. and Channel 7 and Fox 31 and Channel 2. Like, that is the best interview you will hear from a Broncos player Um this entire offseason. Well, we know what Aqib Talib thinks of Alex Smith. We know what he thinks of Johnny Lynn, his former DB coach. He, we know what he thinks of Vance Joseph, John Elway, Patrick Mahomes, the Saints. We know what he thinks about a lot of things. What do you think? Your thoughts next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Whatever your business is, there's usually some kind of cryptic lingo that goes along with it. But there's some lingo that every business needs to understand. OCR, forms processing, authentication, encryption. If you don't know how this jargon impacts your bottom line, then you've got problems you don't even know about. Pacific Office Automation helps you cut through the mumbo-jumbo. They're experts at solving electronic workflow problems. The ones you know about, and even the ones you don't. Pacific Office Automation. Problem solved. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers, changing lives. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. 
Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Well, it's a really pleasant drive at this point with no major delays because of incidents or accidents on the freeways. Traffic is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. On C-470 reports that speeds are a little bit under Post and Limits University out to the Colorado Boulevard overpass. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Avalanche at home taking on the Jets. The puck drops at 7 o'clock with the pregame show getting away at 6.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avs, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do. Jesse Trujillo! He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Mario! He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson. He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat. And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only Vic Lombardi. Patrick Mahomes. I know you didn't play the entire game, but you saw enough of him. What would you think of him? I saw enough of Patrick Mahomes to think Alex Smith is going to be a free agent next year. <laughs> that was so good. I can play some ball, Vic. So good. Just so, I mean, listen, man. You could tell that a weight was lifted off Aqib Tlaib's shoulders, and that weight was the entire miserable season. That was the Broncos season. Do you, do you remember how he started the interview? He told you he's in Dallas laying in his king-size bed. He made the point to tell you it was king-size. By the way, you've got Manchester Merrillat back on the phone because we had to cut Manchester off to get to a key. Manchester, you missed some good stuff. there. I don't know if you're listening via the uh, 950 app, but uh, Tlaib was tremendous. Uh, Yeah, that's a uh, heck of a way to wrap up uh, his year with us, right? I mean, just uh, bringing it at the end just like he did all season long, just honest and uh, right to the point, but... uh, he sort of makes that point. I know you laugh at me all the time yeah. about it because I try to oversimplify it, but, man, it's it's all about the quarterback. It's all the quarterback. It really is. Yeah, it's a quarterback. And you know what I found interesting? We we always think we know what the hell we're talking about because this is talk radio and we play the game. If I'm going to listen to anybody's evaluation of a professional quarterback, it's going to be a guy who's on the field, who plays defensive back, who has to face these quarterbacks, who understands the talent that it takes to beat him, right? So when I say, when I say to you guys, man, I'd love to see Alex Smith play for the Broncos, and I said this for the last few months, I'm going to take it back right now. After listening to Akeem Tlaib's evaluation of Alex Smith, you heard me ask him, 
Keeb, what do you think about Alex Smith now that he's a free agent? And his reaction was, uh, yeah, nah. Then I'm with, I'm on the Tlaib train. No, no to Alex Smith. Your thoughts? James, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What, what no, are your I, thoughts I, on Alex Smith after hearing the keep just say no? I totally agree with him. He, he's another guy that is, is dink and dunk. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of the reason why I was interested in watching Paxton Lynch all along is, look, to be great in this league, you have to have the arm strength to fit it into tight windows. And Akeem knows that better than anybody, right? Like if he's a step off or a half a, half a step off, Patrick Mahomes has the type of arm that he can he can burn him. Uh, Alex Smith doesn't. Trevor Simeon doesn't. Um, some of the guys we've, we've tried to make work here, they don't have that arm strength. So everything has to be on schedule. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be wide open. Everything has to be a, a play that looks just like it did on the chalkboard. Well, Akeem knows that that ain't going to happen every single play. He knows you have to have a, a guy back there who can beat you when things don't go right and or the defense is actually in position, but you got such a cannon you can you can put it in there. And we saw that with Mahomes. You know what? In two seasons in very limited action, we haven't really seen any of that from Paxton Lynch. We've heard about it. We've maybe seen a, a big arm in camp, but we haven't seen him be able to throw it into tight windows. That was what was disappointing to me about Sunday is in one game – I saw more out of Patrick Mahomes that would make me go, "Wow, yep. that's that's exciting." Than I saw than I've seen out of Paxton Lynch in four and a half, five games in one game. Uh, I asked Akeem Talib, and he, if you missed the interview, we'll replay bits and pieces. They'll have it this afternoon. I asked him point blank, "Do you expect to return as a Bronco? Do you want to return as a Bronco?" And his answer left me wondering if he indeed will be invited back. Sounds like he does want to come back, but it also sounds as if. The wheels are in motion from A, to take a pay cut, or B, they may consider eating a salary. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he, you start looking at it and figuring out, okay, how are they going to rebuild this roster? And you have to find big chunks of money to get rid of. His is a $10 million cap number next year. It's a million bucks if they just let him go. So that's not a ton of dead money. John Elway has been great at avoiding dead money. He, he's, he's done uh, a lot of things, especially of late, wrong as GM, but he's been great at that, and that, that prevents the Broncos from being in bad spots. So a million bucks is something you could you could live with in terms of dead money. I think it, I think it comes down to, you know, does Akeem want to take a multi-year deal for a little less per year mm-hmm. to stay here um, as opposed to have the one year left at $10 million? Look, if you can get Akeem for three years at 21 and it's an average of seven, I would do that all day long, but, you know, Cornerback's one of those positions, you know, we, we talked about it a lot with with Manning at the end in terms of quarterbacks. Cornerback's the same way. I mean, we saw it with Champ Bailey, right? Once it's yeah. done, it's done. I mean, once the wheels are gone, the wheels are gone. So that that would make me a little nervous with a with a, a longer-term deal. But I didn't see any drop-off in Akeem this year. He looked like the same guy he's been the entire time he's here. Um, so, you know, I'd love to see a way to, to bring back the entire no-fly zone, but Bradley Roby's another one that's a $9 million cap number and zero dead money. You wonder what they would do there. So you can't bring everybody back. You can't rebuild and add new pieces that they obviously need and bring everybody back. So there are going to be some familiar faces that won't be here. There are going to be some jerseys in Denver that are no longer uh, mm-hmm. uh, relevant and current for fans to uh, figure out what to do with. We'll put it that way. Well, in Manchester, let me hop in here real fast. 
uh, it sounds like you're suggesting to ask Akeem to leave to take a haircut. Uh, I would tell Demarius Thomas to take a haircut. He's supposed to make $12 million last year, and his effort was questionable at best this year. I will give him credit. He showed up against the Chiefs, and he was on the field till the end. But go watch the Miami game with the way Demarius Thomas carried himself that day. $12 million against the cap. Dude, I ain't asking Aqib Tlaib to take any sort of haircut. I'm asking Demarius Thomas, we got to cut this number in half, or we're trading you for a bag of footballs. That would be my strategy. Well, that's fine, but when you trade him, you're, unless you, you figure out how to get the team that takes him to take on all the, the cap responsibility, you're going to eat a chunk of money. So that's easier said than done. But the other part of it is, you know, it's fine. If you if you think one year at $10 million is better than three years at $21 million, you're getting your hair cut at a different place than I am. Hey. It's a 110% more total money, and you've got three years of, of income. So, you know, it's less per year, but it's a hell of a lot more money over the over the over the long haul. So, you know, I guess it's all how you look at it. Is it a haircut in 2018? Maybe, but I'm also making a long-term commitment to a cornerback over that's over 30. So, um, I, I don't think that's an insult by any means. And look, I'm the first guy to to point out when I think John always insulting players. I don't. I always look at it this way, guys. I'm not going to make an offer to somebody on any sort of deal unless it's a deal I would take. If I'm a keep, I would take that deal. I think that's a fair offer. I really do. Listen, I'm biased. All right, this I'm subjective. I'm too close to the situation. Talk to the guy every week. Clearly, I'd love to see Tali return because it makes for great radio, and I think he's a hell of a player. But if I take a step back and I answer the question that's being asked right now on the text line, 970 saying, hey, after listening to the interview, what do you guys put the odds of Tlaib returning? I would now lower my odds. I think Tlaib returning as a Bronco is at 10%. Woo! Ten? Ten percent. Manchester, what do you think of that? He you said, think that, hey, he Manchester, that seems himself. low to me. He said it himself. His initial, when I asked him about it, he goes, Vic, you can't pay everybody. You can't. He didn't even know. He didn't, guys, he didn't know what assistants got fired. Do you think a guy who has his thought process on returning doesn't follow what's happening with the team? Vic, I would say it's still a coin flip, but I Dude, want to hear what Manchester Dude, thinks. He didn't know that his yeah. DB coach got fired. His assistant uh-huh. DB coach. I'm closer to to, uh, to Will on this one. I think it's a flip of a coin simply because he's a guy that's under contract. So anytime you're under contract, I, I think there's more than a 10% chance you're you're coming back. But, you know, it's – he is right. You can't pay everyone, and you know, unless the, the quarterback, the quarterback situation is the key, right? If if it turns into Kirk Cousins or someone like that that you have to pay big money, well, yes, people are going to be gone. If your replacement next year is whoever you pick at number five or you trade up to number three, and even though that's going to be a, a pretty hefty contract because it's a high pick, it's not a thirty million dollar a year contract like Kirk Cousins. Well, then it's going to be different people back, but. It all depends on that. I, I really don't think there's going to be huge money spent elsewhere. I, I mean, as bad as this offensive line has been, I don't know that that's where they're spending a ton of dough. I don't know that they're going to go spend a ton of dough at, at, to find a running back. Um, I don't know that they're going to go spend a ton of money to find a tight end. So it all comes down to the quarterback situation. Hold who's on, the, then. Hold the on. Hold on. Stop right there. Because I asked keep the same thing, and I want everyone listening to, to answer this question. It always comes down to the quarterback. That's all we keep saying. It always comes down to the quarterback. If it's the quarterback, why did six guys lose their jobs yesterday? If it's the quarterback. Well, look, look at some of the I mean, Bruce Arians, why did that team fall apart? Carson Palmer 
got old and he got hurt. Okay, John it's Fox. a quarterback. John yeah. Fox has got a lot of issues. He had a rookie quarterback. Yes, okay. Uh, so if John good. Elway knows this, if he's a, for, he's a former quarterback, if he knows it's about the quarterback, why ax all those jobs? Oh, the Bronco jobs. Well, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it's it's a it's scapegoat time. It's uh, look. Thank you. It's, That's it's, the word I've been using all morning, and Vic's got all insulted that I'm using that word. He's all grumpy okay, at okay, me. But hang on, hang on, hang on. You got to go case by case, right? Like, is Eric Studisville a scapegoat? Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the, the offense was bad because they don't have a they don't have a quarterback. A their offensive line is is piecemeal, and they've got a bunch of pedestrian running backs. You're going to blame the, the the running back coach for that? No. Ty Tolbert, hey, you got some two pretty high-paid wide receivers over there. If Demarius Thomas, to your point, HW, isn't motivated and isn't ready to go, that might be on your position, Coach. Brock Olivo, your group being inept, that doesn't have anything to do with the quarterback. That has zero to do with the quarterback. So some of them are scapegoats, some of them aren't. But it, 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 it's, you know, the, the fact that this team is 5-11, and 11, are they 5-11 and 11 if uh, Kirk Cousins is their quarterback this season? Of course not. Of course not. So, it, it it is for the most part all about the quarterback and how they're going to build this team is going to be based on what's the number that goes to the quarterback. That's what that's that's all these decisions. Akeeb, Bradley Roby, Manuel Sanders, all these big names. It all is dependent it, on how much money is attached to that one position. It's going to be twenty five million, and it's going to be Kirk Cousins. Man, Manchester, real quick before we let you go, um, I know you follow me on Twitter. I kind of, you know, I had a freak out yesterday. I didn't cuss at anyone. I didn't yell at anyone, anyone. So I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. But I melted down yesterday because I'm so mad at Vance Joseph. I already didn't like Vance Joseph. Now I dislike him even more. My theory to Vic this morning is that Vance Joseph went in and met with John Elway yesterday and threw a bunch of guys under the bus. I would like to think, and I know this is true, I know this is true because I know you guys well enough, you would never save your own job by throwing six fellow Altitude 950 employees under the bus and getting them all fired. Can you believe what Vance Joseph did yesterday? Because to me, this is slimy. Well, let me let me put it in a little bit of perspective. and Let's use that real-world example that you used. If I had to save my job by throwing people that I hired under the bus, I wouldn't do that in a million years. You didn't hire them. If I'm in there and I'm being criticized and I'm being criticized for the performance of people I didn't pick. You didn't hire them. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try and save my bacon. I've said it from the get-go, he didn't hire him. He didn't hire him. They but they could, they should you. flip him off with their he Super Bowl rings him. on the way out the door. They won rings. Right. Vance Joseph you're, will never win being, a ring. You're being irrational. No, I'm being fairly rational. He will never win a ring. No. Uh well, uh, come on. We don't we don't know that. Here's the other thing, all right? And and you know, I think it's one where a little historical perspective is is good. And I'm not saying Vance Joseph is going to be Bill Parcells. But Bill Parcells, his first year as head coach with the Giants, didn't do it his way, and they were terrible. They were, you know, two and fourteen or whatever the record was. And he's he's famous for saying, "Look, I decided during that off season if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired doing it my way. I am willing to give Vance Joseph as painful as it is, and as much as 2018 just seems like, oh my God, it's going to be deja vu all over again for the third straight year." I'm willing to give Vance Joseph the benefit of the doubt and say, you get one season. Hell, you maybe only get half a season to do it your way, and if it doesn't work, you're out. But he, I think to be fair, and you say, well, why should we be fair to Vance Joseph? What do you mean? I mean, you got to be fair to everyone. He, de- he deserves a chance. If he truly didn't get to do it his way with his people, he deserves at least a chance. And it may not be a whole season, 
but a chance to do it his way well, and, with his people and, and see. And Manchester, I appreciate you saying that. I do need to give the caveat, and if you follow me on Twitter, at Peterson Will, I have told everyone I was grumpy yesterday, I'm allowed to be grumpy today, and tomorrow it's a new leaf. So, Manchester, I do want you to know that tomorrow, starting 2018, I'm rooting for Vance Jones, I'm bipolar? rooting for the Broncos. What the hell's wrong with you? No, I'm you just setting, I'm setting deadlines for myself. Yeah. All right. I'm allowed to be mad today and tomorrow. It's new leaf. I'm just right. being honest with we, everyone. We, we, we got to go. We're way over here, um, James. But I do, I do want to warn you if Akib does return next year and, um, listen, you don't have to ask me twice. We want him back on this radio show. It's going to cost you. Uh, listen to what he said to close the show. Thanks, big, big. Uh, and if I'm back big, I need a pay raise, baby. James, that's on you. It's all on you, brother. <laughs> we'll get to work on it. We're working on that uh, those cap numbers right now. We're yeah. all over. Happy 2018, Manchester. We'll I promise I'm going to be in a good mood tomorrow. I just needed one day to be mad. All right. Same to you guys. And, hey, we'll, I'm looking forward to being back there tomorrow. Ready? For all right. Normal people. Good. We'll see, we'll see you in the morning. So are we. Manchester on the uh, hotline when we come back. Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider here on the uh, Vic Lombardi Show. Happy New Year. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Covering your Colorado Rockies, it is Thomas Harding. This average annual value of $17.33 million, that's the most um, of any reliever in the sport right now. Um, now, does Greg Holland have a possibility for more out there? Possibly, but um, if you're if you're Jeff Bryant and you're the Colorado Rockies, you want an excellent closer. Wade Davis is one, Greg Holland is one. Wade Davis took this deal that the Rockies felt was very fair for ninth inning pitcher, and that's why Wade Davis is here. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Whatever your business is, there's usually some kind of cryptic lingo that goes along with it. But there's some lingo that every business needs to understand. OCR, forms processing, authentication, encryption. If you don't know how this jargon impacts your bottom line, then you've got problems you don't even know about. Pacific Office Automation helps you cut through the mumbo-jumbo. They're experts at solving electronic workflow problems. The ones you know about, and even the ones you don't. Pacific Office Automation. Problem solved. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Radon is the least known and most deadly of all indoor air pollutants. And it's preventable. According to the EPA, every 25 minutes someone dies from radon-related lung cancer. Radon testing and mitigation is highly specialized, and it's all we do at Ace Radon. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to AceRadon.com. 
When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. What about your future as a Bronco? Do you believe you'll be back next year? Uh, it's 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 a chance I will be. I think yeah. there's a chance I will be, and uh, uh, and if I wasn't, it it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I mean, it's, it's you got you got three corners making making big money, man. That's that's rare to have. But uh, you know, I had I had conversations with the staff and and, and uh, during our exit meetings and stuff. So uh, it's kind of up in the air, man. But I I wouldn't but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm still here. Well, surprise is in the air either way. Wouldn't be surprised if he's not here. Wouldn't be surprised if he is here. That's a key to lead. He was great today. Let's go to the hotline and uh, welcome in our Broncos insider, Jeff Legwald. And, uh, Jeffrey, I'm not sure if you had a chance to hear that entire interview, but uh, very revealing stuff. I'll ask you, what, what do you think the chances are of a keep to lead returning next season? Vic, I, I think he's one of the veteran guys who will, will not be here unless mm-hmm. there's some change of heart in the next few weeks. I mean, again, it's, Corner is one of the most coveted positions in the league, and you got a guy who's been named to four consecutive Pro Bowls here. Uh-huh. So I think that would be a tough decision, but I think at the moment, I think Akeem believes he won't be here, and and I think that's the, the general thinking. Yeah, which is why I put the chances of him returning at 10%. I thought it was about 50 before that interview. Now it's a 10. Uh, it might even be lower, yeah. Nick. I mean, again, unless there's some change of heart, I think there, there's going to be some veteran players, uh, you know, out the door here, and a couple, a couple may even surprise the people. I think, you know, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a, yep. is a, is a player they face a decision about. I think C.J. Anderson believes he won't be here. I mean, you've got an awful lot of familiar names that may, ultimate, like some of the coaches, be the casualties of a five and eleven. But is Tlaib's departure more about Tlaib, or is it because they have Bradley Roby waiting in the wings? I think it's a little of both. I mean, it's financially, it's a big cap number. I think he's 12 against the cap next year, and it's only a million dead money if they cut him because of the way the contract's structured. So the contract is kind of makes it easier for them to make that decision. I will say that you know, the offensive coordinators I talked to this year said uh, they would target Bradley Roby in the formation. So that's going to be a big step for Roby if that's the plan, and he's going to have to play better than he did over the second half of the season. It's funny because Akib didn't – he wasn't even aware of the coaches that got dismissed. Man, that spoke volumes to me. I mean, he just – he turned uh, it off. Some of the, I'd say some of those coaches were surprised too. I, I, to me – 
and you know, Vic, you know, I, I've been here a while, not not like you, but I've been here a while on the beat. And uh, for Eric Studisville to do what he did in 2010 for this team, yeah. he should have worked here as long as he wanted. He had a lifetime and, contract. I I totally agree with you. That I and, that was very unsettling. You know, the fact that the the people who made the decision weren't here in 2010. You know, John Elway wasn't in the building in 2010, and neither was Vance Joseph. And uh, for him to do what he did over the last month of that season to settle things down and get them ready to go into the offseason, I just think uh, they went from a team yesterday who, who, you know, cared about the people who had been with them a long time to being uh, – you know, one of the cutthroat masses trying to get to the top, and maybe that's maybe that's how it goes. But uh, that you know, that was a shocking one to me, and you know, I think an awful lot of people around the league are looking at that one with a raised eyebrow. Who made the call? Is that John uh, Elway or Vance Truman, Joseph? You know, they both they both did. I think ultimately, uh, I'm certain John Elway would sit down with Vance Joseph Monday morning like they did, and those were the decisions they made in that meeting. Uh, I mean, everybody knows when, when John Fox sat down with John Elway and after the 2014 season, they didn't come to an agreement what should be done with the staff, and ultimately Fox got fired. So I, I think that was a big part of the Monday morning meeting. What are you willing to do with your staff, and how will it look? Why? Hold on a second, Jeff. I, I'm having trouble with this. Why would John... Tell Vance, hey, what are you willing to do with your staff? When we all know Vance didn't hire every member of his staff. That staff, a lot of those guys were put in place before he even took the job. Let's be blunt and honest about this. Mike McCoy was handed to Vance Joseph. He didn't suddenly go to John Elway and say, I got to have me some Mike McCoy. I, I think he did. I, I think I think that's why you ended up with two offensive coordinators, essentially. on the. You ended up with Bill Musgrave. And Mike McCoy, who had both called plays the year before, on the same staff. I think I think that's what I think Vance did want Mike McCoy, and I think you know John's familiarity with offenses would lean toward Bill Musgrave and Gary Kubiak style. So I think I think that was one of the decisions they came to before the season. So I just think it's it's a strange time, you know, with the Broncos, and I think yesterday was. Uh, I mean, six assistants, you know, uh, and if and if your beef is, you know, the young players didn't develop or, you know, whatever it is, ultimately, you know, I, I, I hope I see the same accountability put to the players now because an awful lot of veteran players in that locker room say the younger guys didn't work as hard as they should. Now, is that a bunch of guys saying, get off my lawn and all that? Maybe. You know, maybe it is, and that's, you know, kids today, you know, as it were. But uh, I think a lot of coaches got dinged yesterday because the Broncos' younger players didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Well, when I was going through this list with, with Akib, and Akib is so blunt and honest, you know, he was surprised and shocked about Studisville. And then I got to Pug, and I can't pronounce his last name. Is it Payjack? Payjack? How do you pronounce the outside linebacker's coach's name? Payjack is always, always been told to me. But okay. Well, everybody whatever. calls him Pug. So everybody, yeah, too. Pug. Everybody's shocked, including uh, Akib Tlaib. I mean, the outside linebackers performed admirably, haven't they? I mean, look at the guys they have. Why did he take one? That's. I mean, that's again, that's a great it, – it's a great question. You know, and, you know, I always wonder – 
you know, in my years, assistant coaches are often moved on, you know, beyond schematic things. If a guy's not a play caller, it usually comes down to was he too easy on players or was he too hard on players? And ultimately that's often the decision. So mm. I, my thinking is for a non-play caller, it's one of those things. So, uh, you know, he's a he's a more experienced assistant. He had an experienced group. So my, my thought is perhaps they thought he was too comfortable with the players and maybe maybe they're looking to add some discomfort. And you do have a GM who called the team – you know, soft at about the halfway mark. So uh, I think there's a lot of that going on. Uh, let's back up for a second. Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider, and you worked in uh, conjunction with uh, Adam Schefter on this story over the weekend. Adam Schefter, uh, Sunday morning, uh, had a report that more than likely Vance Joseph will be out as head coach. Well, the day went by, we know what happened, and, and Vance Joseph returned. Did something change during the course of the game Sunday? Did the players going all out in support of Vance Joseph change things? What changed from one day to the next in keeping Vance Joseph as the head coach? Well, you know, I will say that, you know, where I was Sunday morning was no decision had been made and that, uh, you know, certainly his firing was a consideration on the table at that moment. That's That was my contribution. That's where I was. That's what had been conveyed to me and, you know, but no decision had been made Sunday either way. So I think, you know, their backups played hard, you know, in terms of an evaluation game, it wasn't very good. Both teams, it was like a preseason game. You're not getting a lot out of that for trying to decide if either quarterback's any good, but going into Sunday, they had not made a decision, and I think ultimately it was going to come down to what happened. What are you going to do with your coaching staff moving forward, and, and you know, how are you going to handle issues, you know, discipline and all that stuff? I think all of that was on the table in the Monday morning meeting and that they they came to an agreement as to what it would look like moving forward, so he was retained. I'm going to ask such a generic question here that it's going to make me sound really stupid, but it's okay. I'm used to it. And it's a question I will ask a year after he was hired as the Broncos head coach. What did John Elway and company see in Vance Joseph to convince them that he'd be a good head coach in this league? And what do they see today? What is it? You know, I think, I think they hope they see the same thing. I mean, I've talked to many, many people who've played for Vance Joseph on other teams they all speak immensely highly of him uh, and how he handles them, his his sort of uh, one-to-one honesty, you know, that he tells them the truth face-to-face about where they stand, what's going to happen. Uh, what I think his progression will be is how he handles that discipline in a group. I, I think, again, I think a lot of veteran players on this team wanted him to be tougher on the group. You know, and Gary Kubiak, who publicly appears to be a low-key, uh, aw shucks guy, was one of the toughest coaches in the NFL in the group. When he had him in the team meeting, nothing was off limits to Gary Kubiak, and he would come hard at those guys. And I think players on this team were used to that and would like to see it again. And I think that will be Vance's transition mm-hmm. moving forward to be what the Broncos thought he would be. And, 
uh, an honest, straight, upfront coach who could get players to play hard. I'm so glad you said that because great players want to be coached. Great players want to be challenged. They want to be prodded. They want to be coached hard. Yes. And, and I, I'm telling you, Vic, you know, again, I, I roam the building a little bit now and again, and the, the older players on the Denver Broncos want it to be harder to play for the Denver Broncos. God, man, that, that might be get off my lawn mentality, but I like it. I totally agree with that. Tough love, baby. Quit coddling these people. I hate coddling people. Hate it. This is the oddest thing ever because usually this comes from the coaches. This is coming from the locker room. And I find it fascinating that it's the locker room that would like it to be a little tougher to play for the Denver Broncos. And it it costs six assistant coaches their jobs, their families. They've got to move their families now. They've got to, you know do what people do when they lose their jobs in the real world. You know, they got to figure out what yep. what now. Tell you what's going to be fascinating, this press conference that's due to start in 90 minutes. Jeff Legwald will be there. I'm on my way to Dove Valley. We'll have it here on Altitude 950. John Elway addressing reporters with his season in review media session. Jeffrey, we'll see you at Dove Valley in a few, buddy. Thanks again. Take care, Vic. All right, Jeff Legwald, Broncos insider. By the way, not sure if this qualifies as breaking news, but just to go with the flow in honor of HW. Breaking news on Altitude 950. That breaking news is coming up next after this timeout on Altitude 950. Altitude 950 is the home of the Nuggets. And every Wednesday at noon, we're talking hoops. Former Nuggets star Earl Boykins joins Hastings and Brownman to break down the Nuggets and the NBA. There's a lot of guys that have the talent to dominate. Not many have the heart or the desire to go out every single night and dominate. The Earl Boykins Basketball Hour. LeBron can't guard Melo. But the problem is, you know, Melo, he, he does what he wants to do. Earl Boykins joins us uh, with Scott Julie every Wednesday. Wednesday at noon on Altitude 950. Whatever your business is, there's usually some kind of cryptic lingo that goes along with it. But there's some lingo that every business needs to understand. OCR, forms processing, authentication, encryption. If you don't know how this jargon impacts your bottom line, then you've got problems you don't even know about. Pacific Office Automation helps you cut through the mumbo-jumbo. They're experts at solving electronic workflow problems. The ones you know about, and even the ones you don't. Pacific Office Automation. Problem solved. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. 
No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Minas Restaurant. I can tell you the National Western Stock Show is 112 years old. It started in 1906. But you know what I can't explain? The look of wonderment in your child's eyes as you walk them through the stock show or take them to the rodeo. I can't explain the memories made from the laughter that comes from a group of friends dressed in their best denim and leather. I can tell you that it's a very unique event where special memories are always made. Come make some memories with your family and friends. January 6th to the 21st. Get your tickets at NationalWestern.com or all King Supers locations. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. That room to get back to that level of football that you enjoyed 18 months ago. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, I feel like as a, as a defense, man, we, we were putting in a lot of bad positions, man. We we probably lead the league in, in, in drives that started like plus 50. You know, so you ten yards, you get ten yards, and you get a field goal. You know, so uh, we're put in a lot of bad positions, man. So I feel like we we get a quarterback who, who really controls the game. One of those guys I was talking about, like like mm-hmm. really runs the show, you know, and controls the game on offense. And I feel like we get a quarterback, man. Sky's the limit for this team, man. We'll be right back. We'll be right back in them in them power rankings, top five. We'll be right back there, man. It's, 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 we're super talented on D yeah. and offense. Aqib Tlaib believes they're one quarterback away from being contenders. And that quarterback, by the way, is not Alex Smith. I gave him an opportunity to uh, discuss the Alex Smith option, and he put that aside right away. Nope. Yeah, he uh, he told us in so many words that he nope. does not want Alex Smith as the next quarterback of the Broncos. Then again, um, Aqib may not be back with the Broncos. We're, we're just, you know, again, my percentage is now at 10% and dropping. Vic, I encourage everyone to stick with us on AM 950 throughout the day because we will replay Tlaib a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but if you got a few minutes, check the podcast out. Shout out to Marty O, who got it up quickly. Already? Yeah, nice. we need to direct people that way okay. because, uh, you know, I like hyperbole, Vic. I'm kind of a hyperbole that's, guy. That's sort of your game. But that was the best interview we've ever done on Altitude 950 since we launched in April of 2016. Again, so I would suggest. To the, welcome to the hyperbolic chamber that is. Name me a better interview, Vic. Breaking news on Altitude 950. Ooh. That's in your honor. Yeah. The Denver Broncos have announced that they are freezing ticket prices. Ah, good on the Broncos. You know what? I'm hard on that team. I'm hard on that organization because I care, but good on them. Hold on a second. Why is this such a – why is this news? 
Who in their right mind would raise ticket prices after that? Season? Greedy people. Greedy people. I'm glad they didn't because they realized how bad they were. So, again, kudos to the Broncos. I am hard on you for a reason because I care about you, but I am fair, and I will be fair on this. Kudos See, to the Broncos. But breaking news, if, if you're going to give me a newsworthy item in this situation, it's not freezing ticket prices. If you were to raise ticket prices... Then it's news. Then it's like, what the hell are you doing? That's news. Breaking news on Altitude 950. Broncos are just doing what every normal person would do in this situation after a lackluster season. They're not touching the prices. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Vic, we want to talk about Akeem. I promise people we'll get to the abs and the nuggets. But our guy, Marty O, man, he's been working hard this morning. we got to turn his mic on, even if it's just for a couple minutes. Marty, give me some sugar. Time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. Hello, men. Marty, Hi, how Marty. was your uh, New Year? It was good. It was pretty low-key. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it well, wasn't low-key Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm Saturday. spilling the beans now. What did you do that your wife made you do? No, she didn't make me do anything. Uh-huh. She, uh, we actually both stayed up till midnight, so that was great. The uh, Mountain Standard Time doesn't really have a big hoopla for uh, for midnight. So either. we all went out after the Nuggets game on Saturday with our buddy Doug Ottawell, who yeah. you know. Uh, Marty and Doug played 18 in Golden Tee, and apparently Marty won by a few strokes. I don't Dude. know what you guys are talking about. You don't know what Golden Tee is? What, what, is this How video did you games? get a social life? They're like to... every bar out there. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say a social life equates video games? I mean, I know you're too cool to ever hang out with us outside of work, but, like, seriously, it was a fun night. But but you just said that having a social life necessitates playing video games. So I just want to make sure that's clear. It's like a bar game. It's, it's not a, a video bar game, game. dude. You drink a beer and yeah, play Golden Tee. I, I get yeah. it, but you just use the words video gaming and social life in the same sentence. As if staying in your basement playing NBA 2K is a social life. Do you like Doug? No. Do you, you like, like Marty? Ooh. No. Well, they both like golden tea. All right, we'll get started here. We talked about him uh, last week. Kirk Heinrich turns 37. Vic, you mentioned him as the guy that wore rec specs. Did you get a load of the rec spec kicker yesterday? Oh, my God, he's my favorite player in college football. Yeah. His name is uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see him on the extra point when it was 45-44? He got the yips. Did you notice that? No. So it's 45-44, right? They tie the game. He's got to make the extra point, and he starts early. And I'm I'm like oh Uh-oh. oh oh oh, and he still made it. But you had that moment like yeah. oh, this poor kid's gonna miss the extra well, see, point. We always take that for granted, don't we? Yeah, the kicker making that kick, we really do. But that dude in his rec specs, and I think highly of a rec spectacle guy because I wore rec specs for like eight years. I was that guy. I was Mr. Rec specs. All right, we were talking about. Uh, I know the Power Five question is best games you've ever seen. This qualifies as one of them. 2007 Fiesta Bowl. It was a between Boise State and Oklahoma, oh. where Boise State ran that hook and lateral play, and then uh, with the Statue of Liberty play at the end of the game, we got the uh, the audio from it here. Down the middle, James the lateral to the corner of the end zone. Can you believe that? Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. 
Our Power 5 question of the day, the greatest game you've ever watched, and I'm going to liken it just to college football. That, my friends, was probably the greatest game I'd ever witnessed. Cause it the Boise State-Oklahoma game, out of yeah. nowhere, and, and the plays were ridiculous. That Statue of Liberty play, guy proposes to his girlfriend right. after yeah. the game. I'm it glad you nuts. mentioned that. I want you to listen to, uh, I don't know who was conducting the post-game interview, but yeah. just listen to the way he teed it up. Okay. This game, because we were playing to win, not to lose. All right, I know you're going to propose to your girlfriend. Congratulations. Hey. Oh, oh my God! Tommy, he's gonna really do this. Why would he say it? He just gave it away, right? Oh, yeah, we had a real surprise. Shocked. Dude. He was like, "Uh, what?" And yeah. then he did it. Ooh. Not the not the best way to go there. Anything else for us today, Marty? No, that's it, boys. I know it's a short one. Marty, thank you, buddy. Appreciate all your work, your insight. So you have the uh, Talib interview up on the podcast already? We do. Yeah, I'd go check it out. Keep it locked in AM 950 if you can. But if you're at work and you're bored and you're sitting in your cubicle not feeling like working today, uh, check it out. All right, Vic, I want to spend here, and we need to talk about Talib, but real quick. Can I get one minute of your time on the abs and the nuggets? Please. Abs over the weekend. I challenged them on Friday. They step up in a big way. Oh, they get boy. four points over the weekend. They, Kudos they to the Avs. HW's challenge. They totally did. All right, next. Come on, offer me a little more than that. That win against what, the Islanders your challenge. That win against the Islanders that was impressive. That was that. That yeah. seemed like a game to me that the Islanders were ready to celebrate New Year's Eve a bit early. Yeah. They were not even. They were not even there. Yeah, the goals were coming from everywhere. When Landeskog made it four nothing, I was like, all right, game over. Were you there for that? I wasn't. No, but I heard it was great. I heard hey, it was a lot of fun. Jesse, were you there for that game? I was. Yeah. How, how was that indoor fireworks show? Uh, I th- I thought it was a little underwhelming to tell you the truth. I I wondered about that. So what yeah. what is it exactly? What so what it is doing? actual fireworks that were shot up off the ice, but I mean it wasn't as loud as you would think it was. They had some like raining down on the side oh, of the okay. scoreboard, but I thought it was a little underwhelming. Nobody the got good hurt. news is they're not trying Nobody to light hurt. the Pepsi Center on yeah, fire, exactly. right? Yeah. You know. So um, Nuggets, Vic. I was there Saturday. I think I told you earlier in the show. Um, I was having a good time, and they were up 14, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And the next thing I knew, they were down six. What what happened, Vic? Well, we had Michael Malone on the program. If you missed that interview, he he told us. He he worked his, his rotation a little too much and didn't go to his bench. He told us. The coach told us during the interview today. He should have gone to the bench earlier. When more he often. said his guys were tired and he needs to trust his bench more, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's what that's what Coach told yeah. us. I mean, so. and listen, and, and I don't entirely blame him for for sticking with that seven eight man rotation because it's the same rotation the last two weeks that worked wonders. It's the same rotation that went to Portland and Golden State and went back to back. We got to put a bow on this Broncos thing and this Akeem thing, but I know you've got something to give away. Time for today's edition of Know Your Ass, brought to you by CSU Global Campus at CSU Global Online Education. Isn't another thing we do, it's all we do. During the weekend games, what did Moj tell listeners about the group Milan Hayduke will join on January the 6th? Be the first caller, 303-753-0950. Where's Milan Hayduke going on the 6th? We know where he's going. Come on, you should know the answer to this. Call the hotline, win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Avs game. First caller. By the way, Milan Hayduke joins these airwaves Thursday. He's doing a big media tour. You and Milan will check in on Thursday with Good. each other. Looking forward to that. Final segment coming in, and uh, we got some uh, a new wrinkle to the final segment, right? We've got the fact checker. I know it's been a busy day, but let's see if Marty O's got any facts for us. How wrong were we? In fact, let me go jog my memory to see if I was wrong at any point today. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong. I'll tell you where I was wrong. I mean, major wrong. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. Neither am I. That seemed like a shot at me. I'm looking at Manchester, but he's not here. Ah, okay. You got the Vic Lombardi show.
has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department, located off I-70 in Colorado. You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all seasons or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Whatever your business is, there's usually some kind of cryptic lingo that goes along with it. But there's some lingo that every business needs to understand. OCR, forms processing, authentication, encryption. If you don't know how this jargon impacts your bottom line, then you've got problems you don't even know about. Pacific Office Automation helps you cut through the mumbo-jumbo. They're experts at solving electronic workflow problems. The ones you know about, and even the ones you don't. Pacific Office Automation. Problem solved. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. All right, John Elway will meet with the reporters 11 a.m., the season-ending press conference. Uh, a little different than most season-enders because this season has been... Yeah! Yeah, I've got a lot to do because it's kind of one of those days you got to catch up, but I'm going to have to budget my time because i got to get down to Dove Valley. I'm hopeful to ask John uh-huh. why Vance was retained after four double-digit losses. Um, we'll see if they give me a microphone. Uh, on the text line, 8017, guy doesn't like the Altitude 950 app, does not work good. I completely disagree. I think the app works fine. I, honest to God, I, I'd be I'd be very transparent about it. The app works fine on my phone. I listen to the app every day, every day. Maybe when I go. garbage phone. Don't buy your phone at Walgreens. I like to go do the bike and listen to Nate and Ryan, and uh, I listen to it every day, and it works just fine. Uh, so. Let's see. Uh, other Golden Tea rules, and so does Marty O. That, that from 1203. You do rule, Mardio. And Golden Tea, I've heard of it. I've never played it. 1203 um, is your boy, Eric, by the way. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, hi, Eric. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for listening. My family, this is from 6235. My family has had season tickets since the 70s, so price freeze affects us. Oh, I, I'm not saying it doesn't affect you. I Listen, I acknowledge it affects you. I just said it's not. <laughs> the, the Broncos would be insane to announce ticket increases. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? 5 and 11 and you're going to increase prices? Of course they're going to freeze ticket prices. Of course. I mean, it's, it's called good business. It's called smart business. That's not news. All right, Vic, we got to put a bow on the Broncos here. We got to put a bow on the bloodbath that happened at Dove Valley yesterday. Um, I firmly believe the players saved Vance Joseph's job in the locker room on Sunday. I don't. You were in it. Well, do you want to hear what some of the players said sure. on Sunday? Yeah. All right, so let's let's start with Shelby. Yeah, let's start with Shelby Harris, who we got some crap on the text line earlier. Who cares what Shelby Harris thinks? Well, guess what? They won five games, and the reason they won one of the five was because of Shelby Harris. So I care what he thinks. So here's Vic Lombardi with Shelby Harris after the game. I stand with Vance. I stand with all these coaches. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be here. So I stand with all these coaches regardless. Is everybody on that same page? Yeah. Ask anyone. What about you? You think you want to yeah, Of course. We're all here. This season's on us. It has nothing to do with Vance. This season is on us. What do you What do you make of that? Because the report from Adam Schefter that came out, I mean, gosh, it's the holidays. It's, it's a crazy time of year. What was it, 48 hours ago now, was that Vance would likely be fired. Mm-hmm. And then Elway, quote-unquote, slept on it and decided to keep him. I'm concerned. I like and respect John Elway. I want to make that clear. John Elway's a hero in this town, and he always will be. But I'm concerned that it was 5-10, and 10 and John Elway can't make a freaking decision whether or not he's going to keep his head coach in a locker room, swung him after a meaningless game. That bothers me, Vic. Well, yeah, the – listen, the inconsistencies should bother you. The indecision should bother you. Indecisiveness is the bane of – any professional, especially in sports where things change on a dime, you cannot afford to be indecisive. If you didn't think he could coach, he should have been out as coach. It shouldn't change overnight. One game mm. should not change your mind. That's well said. Players talking to you should not change your mind. If you believe in your heart of hearts he doesn't have what it takes, nothing should change your mind. Well, and Vic, there are so many stories. CJ's Anderson's tweet yesterday when he said that's BS, but he spelled the word out about firing Eric Studisville, we assume. Uh, CJ had a little bit of a Twitter meltdown yesterday. Let's hear from CJ after the game with Vic Lombardi. That's on us. That's on players. You know, I highly put myself on that. You know, just just not doing enough. Just not doing enough. You know, it was the same way with Mike McCoy. So it's just, just on us not doing enough. And, you know, us as players, we're... Um, you know, we put all our coaches, and ain't just BJ, all our coaches, in, um, excuse my language, situations. So it's on us. Uh, he wasn't happy uh, the day later when Eric Studisville got the walking papers, and, and you heard from Jeff Legwald, and we both agree. I, I, I don't understand that one. I There must have been some disconnect between Studisville and Vance Joseph. What do, you, what do you make of uh, CJ's Twitter meltdown yesterday? Has CJ played his last game as a Denver Bronco? Likely. Zero dollars in dead cat money, so yeah. they can dump four and a half million dollars and not have to pay him a dime. I think CJ's laid the groundwork for another place. I think he understands. He's a big boy. He got his thousand yards. He's happy. He did his thing. He played well this season. I thought CJ played very well. So, so Vic, Vic, big names who have played their last game as a Denver Bronco. Go. Uh, Tlaib, Sanders, CJ. Wow. DT? No. Needs to take a haircut, though? Maybe, but needs to and will are two different words. Do you think he will? 
I don't know. Do you think Elway will play hardball with him Holy if he's not crap, willing to? There are to? too many questions coming my way. Now you're now you're getting mm. now you're getting crazy again. Do you want to do one of our new segments? Uh, no. Let me quickly get to the text line. All right, quickly before we get to the new segment. Uh, love the app. Wish I could listen to the show on podcast. Uh, you can now. In fact, some dude. I've always asked for this podcasting the entire show. I'm not sure why it's so difficult, but somebody's doing it via Twitter. Uh, there's a, did you see this guy that's doing it? Vic Rogue or something like that? No, I didn't. Um, some guy, if you go to Twitter, I'm going to give you the name right now because I just started following him. Here it is. Wait, you're promoting a rogue Twitter account on the radio? They, they can listen to the entire show if they don't hear it live. Oh. Yeah. It's called okay. the Vic Lombardi. Here it is right here. You should follow it. Okay. The Vic Lombardi show rogue podcast, an actual podcast, not just audio clips from the show, but the entire show. After it airs, how are they? Entirety. How are they getting our entire show? Recording it. It's not hard. You sit at a computer. Wow. You press record. I appreciate this person, but that, man, I wow. don't know. I don't know why we can't do this. I mean, again, I ask everyone here, why can't we record our show and put it on our app in a podcast form? It's above my pay grade. Baby. Okay, that's not hard to do. So this guy's doing it, and now I'm promoting it. Here you go. Thank you for recording our show, and it's available on podcast. Now we can get to the segment you were referring to. What's it called? Let's play it. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. Marty, oh, dude, you're moving up in the world. You now have two segments on two this show. Segments. I like that. You impact, realize this too. is sort of an authority role because you play the the judge and the jury. That's right. All right, so if you ever, and we'll just be honest about this, if you've ever seen the show Pardon the Interruption, they have Stat Boy, which is, is it still Tony Reale, fellas? Because I know he, he yeah. does around the horn now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, so Marty's going to be our, our Stat Boy, our fact checker. Uh, Marty, what did we mess up today? All right, here we go. Vic, at the mm -hmm. beginning of the show, everybody's a little groggy at the beginning, but I think you said you never root for the home team, but you really meant you never root for the visiting team. Yeah. When that, did I say that? At the beginning of the show. I first, did? First segment. I heard you say it. I did? Yeah. You said, I never root for the home team, and I'm like... Uh, you're on the record of saying you're a Denver sports fan who reads the teleprompter. I said that. Yeah. Huh. God, no coffee in the morning. Next I, time, next time, hard. and it's been a crazy day. Next time we'll pull audio of these so that well, we can why tell Why don't you guys, when I say it, why don't you correct me when I say it? Because we got a new segment, man. It's Vic Lombardi and three millennials, and we're not Stop a bunch of idiots. Stop saying that. Just tell me when I say something wrong. I don't want to sound like an idiot as I'm saying it. Jesse, does it bother you I call you a millennial? No, because I'm right on the fence. I, I consider myself a genera generation You're X. Not, Jesse's got seven kids. You can't yeah. be a millennial with seven kids. kids. Let's be fair about this. That we know of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes good care of me. He works hard. What else, Marty? All right, next one. Vic said he's on the Alex Smith train. Akib really squashed that yeah, one. For God, him. he made me look foolish. Yeah. I've been riding that Alex Smith train all season. I ask Akib uh, about it, and he's like, no. He says he runs a system. He's well, a system quarterback. Well, and his direct quote was, uh, I don't know, Vic. That was the quote. Yeah. And uh, we, we like to tell people on this show, read between the lines. I don't know, Vic, means don't make Alex Smith the Broncos again, quarterback. Again, uh, I will listen to a Pro Bowl corner who plays against these guys, sees these guys, faces these guys, understands what it takes to be a great quarterback. If he says Alex Smith's a system guy, he's a system guy. By the way, real quick, Cuban Benny chimes in. That rogue, rogue podcaster probably has pictures of you lining his walls lit by a bare bulb. Well, if one guy, if, let me, let me say this. If one guy's sitting at home in his basement or wherever he is, you're a great guy, by the way, can podcast this show from his computer, why the hell can't we? 
We have an entire station. We have 18 radio stations here. We have people on every floor. And we can't provide a podcast. I'm really and this glad guy you've can. Gone, I'm really glad you've gone public with this rant. I, I mean, think that just, was smart. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's remarkable to good, me. Good decision. It's remarkable. Go on. All right, everybody butchered Coach Pug's last name. That was uh, that was a bit of a sore spot for everybody. I, I still don't know how, how to do pronounce you say it. it. I'm not quite sure. Well, but <laughs> I asked. I asked Legwald. I asked Talib. Nobody knows how to pronounce his last name. I, I Payjack. I'm going Payjack. I'm going Payjack, too. Payjack sounds good. And obviously the biggest mistake of the day, the morning sugar fix was cut short. Texters are furious. <laughs> there will be picket picket lines outside the uh, 950 studio. Texters are furious. You know what's it's funny? It's gloomy and crappy outside yeah. for a reason. That's how we should all feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> when Marty... That when, is the worst call in the history of the league! When Marty corrects Manchester in this segment starting it's tomorrow, Vic, out. it's yeah. going to be so funny. See, I... The, the difference between me and Manchester, Marty, as you well know, I want to be corrected. I want to be coached, right? I want to be coached hard. You heard Jeff Legwald say it. Great players want to be coached hard. It's the snowflakes that don't want to be coached hard. So I'm I'm curious to see how HW reacts to any corrections you give him and how Manchester reacts. Manchester might leave the room. Yeah. He might slam his headphones well, on the table. Well, notice I didn't need to be corrected today because I never said anything wrong other than Vance Joseph is a jerk for getting six men fired when only two yeah. of them deserve Just to be fired. Just coach me hard, Marty. Coach me hard. It's the, the only way to get better. By okay. the way, like I told you, new leaf tomorrow, right? I'm not going to be bad tomorrow. I'm going to be in good mood tomorrow. Oh, wow. New that leaf. Would be, that would be a shocker. New leaf. Uh, our fired up finale, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is. This We're going to be here all day, baby! It's the fired up finale presented by Detroit Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Keeps me fired up. Vance Joseph goes into a meeting yesterday and chucks everyone under the bus. This is not info I have. This is info I'm speculating. But come on, guys. They fired six coaches. What happened yesterday? VJ went in there and begged. He told him what an idiot Jeff Davidson is. He told him Johnny Lynn isn't good at his job. He told him Brock Olivo's terrible. He told him Fred Pajak isn't a good enough coach. He told him Eric Studisville isn't a good enough coach. He told him Tyke Tolbert has to go. Vance Joseph, man, I didn't like you before. I really don't like you now because there is no way I could get six people fired to save my own ass. How embarrassing. You're giving him the fired up finale? Yeah, that's your boy. That's my hot take. Wow. I told you, I'm going to be mad today and I'm going to let it go tomorrow. But today, I'm mad at Vance Joseph and I'm mad at the Broncos and... I love and respect John Elway, but quite frankly, I'm mad at John Elway. Uh, by the way, the guy who was podcasting our show every morning, Vic Lombardi Rogue Podcast, according to Mark Moser, who just sent me the text, says that he is also podcasting Mark Moser's show. So good for good for this guy. Whoever you are, and obviously you don't work for us, whoever you are, this is not a knock. This is a thank you. We've been waiting for this. Someone to podcast our show, make it readily available. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm looking at all of you in this room. You, Dan Tanner. You, Jesse. You, Marty O. You, Julie, Rod Mackey walking in. You, Will. Everybody. Why haven't we been podcasting our shows? I love how we can't have this conversation off the air. Why? Why? Like this is adults, we're going to have it on the air. Why would we? When do? I already said no. it isn't my decision. This is a decision we should make on the air. We are what we are. If if we're shortchanging the public, they should know. We should talk about it. Don't have thin skin. We spend three hours every morning ripping coaches and players. And now I rip you guys. You guys get all thin skinned. I'm not thin skinned. See how you guys are? I just don't want.